0: Hello everyone, we're here with a brand new campaign, and I'm on a new computer with a webcam so you can see yours truly. This is the genesis of a brand new tale in a brand new world, and so I will bring everyone else in. Hello everyone, are we ready for a new adventure?
1: Yes. Yes, I guess.
0: Yes. Welcome to The Rise of the Elemental Evil. This is going to be a retro-style sandbox campaign inspired by D&D that I grew up with. And thank you, BCG. Nice to see you today. So, we're here. We're all assembled. We're ready to gather our party and venture forth. So, let us do it. I will get the music, and we shall begin. A terrible threat gathers in the northeast. Throughout this region of the continent, savage marauders bring destruction. Monsters are on the prowl, preying on flocks, rampaging through croplands, and attacking homesteads and travellers. In settlements, discord and suspicion grow. Sinister strangers lurk in the shadows, whispering about how everything is soon to change. This year brought an unseasonably warm and stormy spring. Tales spread of flooding, windstorms, wildfires and tremors. So your travels have brought you to the Alcia Vale a lightly settled region of self-sufficient towns, isolated homesteads, and uninhabited wilderness northeast of the free city of Hammerfast. Nothing of note to the wider world has happened here since the fall of the Narathi Empire a century ago, leaving behind a quiet backwater littered with the once great ruins of civilization. Life is hard here, winters long and bitterly cold, and hordes of gnolls, bandits, and other hungry monsters prowl the wilds between the settlements that serve as points of light in a vast, dangerous ocean of darkness. The hardy folk who settle this frontier have long ago learned to rely on their own mettle and determination, only occasionally calling for aid from the larger settlements beyond the Vale. And so our story begins in midsummer halfway through the sixth month of the year 1090 NE, NA, Narathi era. We find this, We find the five of you making your way along the King's Road, about five days from Hammerfast. After a period of arduous travel through the untamed countryside, you near your destination, the frontier town of Oakhurst, that lies in the southernmost reach of the Alciar Vale. It is late morning... And you walk in formation down the dirt trail, a wooden wagon trundling along between you, filled with provisions and tools you've been paid to escort to the town. We will now introduce all of the characters. First, M2 playing Folius, the Wood Elf Ranger.
2: Hello. Yes, Folius Springwood's the name. Uh, Ranger wanderer, navigator, well I suppose self proclaimed navigator um, took the job mostly because I grew up in the woods all my life, found out the hard way that apparently everyone else really values these weird coin things that everyone keeps prattling <laughs> on about so I need money to eat, so here I am
0: Lovely Next played by Smithy we have Xenodermis the T sorcerer
1: why, hello there. I am here because of, uh... Well, let's just say it's convenient for me to get out.
0: The Hammerfast, yes. So, in this part of the world, Yuan-Ti are an incredibly rare sight, and wherever they appear, they're usually followed by suspicion. They have a reputation for being sneaks and charlatans, and so this yuan t that you've been traveling with you're all not quite sure what to make of him yet perhaps we we'll social see.
1: most of the time they don't see Yuan T. they he's uh
0: passes he's as close. human does he
1: yes he's human dark hair um just normal tattery sort of clothes yeah. just yes lovely human features yeah, i realize
2: i probably should describe
0: folius that's fine, we'll get to that. Next, played by Remy, we have Gang, the Air Janasi Warlock. Whose character sheet is still um, loading. <laughs>
3: it's still loading, it's fucking annoying. Uh, it's uh, For ease sake, it's actually just gang. Oh, gang, yep. It's just, you know, spelt weird because, you know, fantasy one. Um... Yeah, I am just travelling, spreading the word of the uh, good queen.
0: The raven uh, queen.
3: and The waven queen. And keeping to myself a little bit to start off with. And just, this is a good way to, you know, travel around more safely than travelling by yourself.
0: Lovely. Yep.
3: And ne- as a bonus, I get paid.
0: Yeah, you get paid, yes. So, you... As a genasi, you've faced a life of sort of, not as much suspicion as a Yuan-Ti, but you're an uncommon race, a descendant of the elemental primordials, and so wherever you go you're used to drawing inquisitive glances, and you're happy that for once, you're out of the city, and away from the prying gazes of other people. And you are following the directives of the Raven Queen, who speaks to you through your weapon. As you are a Hexblade Warlock. The Raven Queen has directed you to come to the Alcia Vale. That's all she said. She rarely communicates with you, and on this one occasion when she did, followed her directions immediately. You don't know why she sent you here, but here you are. All Next.
3: I, all I know yep. is that my spectral
0: raven told me to. Told you to come here, and so you were here. Next, played by Kitty, we have Ach, or Ach, the changeling bard. She's typed in Discord chat that she's here to get the shinies. Oh no! I'm a, I was res- responding
4: to oh, <laughs> the M two get all the shinies.
0: Yes. So <laughs> not that type so you are a changeling, and changelings are unique. They are the rare offspring between doppelgangers who've managed to pass as members of other races and humans. There aren't a lot of you in the world, but there's enough that people whisper about bands of roving changelings that travel across the countryside from city to city, mingling with the local population. Ach is your changeling name, and I don't think the rest of the party know that you are a changeling because how does Ahch usually present herself?
4: Just a regular lady.
0: Just a regular lady. So, to the rest of you, Ach is a human. The only thing strange about her being her bizarre name.
2: I'm not going to judge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, played by Fish, we have Ogdolf, the dwarf cleric.
5: How do I was a soldier. Enjoyed bashing things and,
0: you know... Yep, thought this would be a good opportunity to bash more things.
5: Yes, my uh, my unit commander felt that uh, at the end of my my term that it might be a good idea for me to uh, venture out.
0: On your own? Find things to bash in your own time. And so here you are. Perhaps. So, five days ago, in a bustling market square in Hammerfast, you each came upon an eye-catching parchment pinned to a notice board. Emblazoned upon it was the insignia of the town council and a missive in bold red font. Brave adventurers needed. Fight valiantly against evil forces. Gold and glory to those who prevail. Within hours, the five of you were assembled in a marbled audience chamber in the mayor's palace, ready to receive your task from a stern-faced dragonborn wearing plate armor polished to a mirror sheen. I am known as Sir Orlaprax, Captain of the Guard and Retainer to Lord Mayor Wenceslas of Hammerfell. Your task is thus, to travel to the village of Oakhurst and put an end to the disturbances there. The town master has called upon us for aid to defend his people from bandits that plague the countryside. You will take a caravan of supplies with you to replenish those stolen or destroyed by bandits. Upon delivery, the townmaster is instructed to furnish you with 20 gold pieces each. You will receive a further 100 when you put down the source of the the town's troubles. And so, here you are, travelling upon the King's Road, short distance from Oakhurst. You've been travelling since dawn. And although nothing has happened yet, you're already growing bored, knowing that another full day of travel is ahead of you. Who is at the front of the wagon?
2: Um,
3: um well, Bang would be happy to be at the front. <clears throat> but he wouldn't be walking with any purpose, he'd just be meandering just along.
0: meandering along? So... I presume Folius as the navigator. You're probably somewhere in front of the group, yeah. maybe yeah. making your way a little bit further ahead of the rest down the road.
2: Yeah, well, a little, not too far, so there's no shot and everything. But you know, I'd say he's definitely much more comfortable out here in the uh, out in the wilderness rather than in like large cities and whatnot. Definitely. So very, very relaxed sort, though, especially out here.
0: So, Folius, please make a Perception check, and this will be a Wilderness Perception check, so you can add plus two from your specialization.
2: Okay, indeed. That's fun. Okay, first roll of the campaign, and we have... Uh,
0: 17. 17. So, as you range slightly ahead of everyone else down the King's Road, you spy just on the crest of a hill ahead, a series of rock formations, perhaps some sort of forgotten shrine to a patron deity. These sorts of things are not an uncommon sight along the road. As you've travelled through the former territory of the Narathi Empire, you've passed through the remains of ghost towns overrun by the wilderness, old churches and taverns and the like. So you're not too concerned about this, but you do notice the shadows of people moving about in the cover of the stone formations. And as you narrow your eyes, you see them Reaching for bows, knocking arrows, and getting into battle formation as they wait for your caravan to draw closer, obviously intending to rob you. Oh,
2: bugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the live city folk got an ambush up ahead.
0: And so, by spotting them, you have ensured that they will not get a surprise round. And so, we start this campaign in combat, so everyone can get used to their characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I will just grab the correct music. Okay. Okay so here we are in combat we are using static uh initiative because we have six people and i'm trying to speed things up so i will just start right off by telling you who gets to go first and that is you folius that
2: makes sense lovely all right so obviously the
0: between us and the yep. bandits, correct? So you see the bandits and you call out to inform the others and everyone just stops where they are and runs and ducks behind the wagon using it as cover.
2: Alright. So, uh, Felice is going to take out his bow. And um, so like, uh, peeks around the side and is going to take a shot at... Uh, let's go bandit three, I don't
0: Yep, he is in cover, so you will be rolling. He gets a plus 4 bonus to his AC, but go ahead, fire at him.
2: All right. That is 18
0: plus... That's 25. 25, that's definitely a hit.
2: Well, that's good. I'd be terrified if you said it wasn't. So that's going to hit for... Eight points of piercing
0: damage. Eight points of piercing damage. So this bandit pokes his head around the side of the stone pillar, and you take this opportunity, you fire it off an arrow, hit him right in the head, and he goes down without a sound.
2: <laughs> One down.
0: It is the mastiff's turn. You hear you hear the bandits shouting orders, and then two huge mastiffs come. Barreling out from behind the stone pillars, running towards you. And the first one runs up towards Ogdolf and attempts to attack him. That is a 15. Does that hit you, Ogdolf?
5: I have no idea.
0: Uh, What is your armor class? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, yep, so it just hits you, so this dog comes running around the corner, and you're a dwarf, you're not very fast, so you hold up your hand to block it, but it lands... it, It flies over your hand and bites into the skin of your wrist and deals three points of damage. And you must now make a strength save, please. Getting 11 or higher.
5: So what am I rolling?
0: At, 20? Yep. D20. D20 strength save. Boost. Try to get a... Yep. Yeah, plus your strength. And if you're proficient in that saving throw, your proficiency as well. I
5: am not proficient.
0: In... Yep. So just DC... just yeah, yeah. I don't... D20 plus your strength mod then. Uh,
5: <laughs> Roll a 5.
0: 5. And
5: strength mod is 2.
0: Two? Yep, so you were not prepared for this, and the dog knocks you prone and lands on you, pinning you to the ground. Second dog comes running out, runs up to Folius, and barking and growling goes in for the attack, and that is a six. So Folius, you dodge out of the way.
5: Do I get a reaction to that attack?
0: Uh, no, not yet, because it's. Or you can react to the. You can. Well, no, because it's the first turn, so you wouldn't have had a chance to save a reaction yet. Okay. It is now Xenodermis' turn. Sorry, I had a phone call. I'm back. (laughs) You're back, yep.
1: Um, so oh, I should have the music
0: playing for everyone, uh, sorry. That's <laughs> all
1: oh, so good, so good. Oh, good. Oh, there we go, nice. This music. Hey. So you see he sort of flicker his hand and out of there you see just this uh, snake just start appear out of nowhere um, and make its way over, past where the first bandit went down.
0: Yep, so this is your giant constrictor snake pet
1: this this, this is the familiar
0: one this is your familiar yep
1: so it's going to come around and just sort of head around this way making lots of ruckus
0: distracting that bandit there
1: yep and the in going to then grab out uh one of the daggers yep And then go towards the Mastiff 1. Yep. And then, okay, let's roll for an attack. Uh, that is a 10 to
0: hit. 10 to hit. Let me see if that hits the Mastiff. Ah, that does not hit the Mastiff. The dog, which is pinned on top of Ogdolf, just sees your dagger coming and it Snaps its teeth, and you withdraw your arm with a. Oh! Not expecting that ferocity. Then, then,
1: out of. The others may not have been aware, but. Camouflage in with. Um, into the grasses. Just this other snake comes out and goes in for the
2: massive.
0: Yep, so I will pop this token to serve as the Constrictor Snake.
2: Yeah, how many snakes you got into there? Hmm? <laughs> oh,
0: this,
1: you never know. Yeah.
2: Uh, so
1: yeah, it's going to go in for a, a bite attack. Yep. That's a little better. That's a 14
0: to hit. 14 to hit. That hits the Mastiff. So your giant Constrictor Snake rears back. Goes and bites with its huge fangs. And that is seven points of piercing
1: damage.
0: Seven points of piercing damage. And forgive me, my cursor has decided to disappear. So I am <laughs> trying to see what I'm doing. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, there we go. It's back. Good, good, good. Thank you, cursor. Okay, so. <laughs> The snake plunges its fangs into the mastiff's throat and drains it of life, killing it.
1: Looking over, do I see the bandits looking at the familiar?
0: Yes, you see bandits too, at the very least. has turned, he's seen your familiar slither into the grass and he's turned to look at it, distracted. So I'll put that around him. Okay. It is Gang's turn.
3: Okay. Gang is going to raise his hand in the air. And the raven is going to change into the shape of a spear. Yep. Uh, And then I'm going to... Where am I? I'm right there, so... Uh... So the cart's right in front of us, so I can't go through it
0: to go around. Yep.
3: All right. Can I pass over the top? You can? Oh, you sure the can. Therapist? Uh, uh yep. Yeah, so 5 10 15 20 25 30. I'm going to move here.
0: I'm going to move you there. So you come out, run past the snake and into the rock formations.
3: Uh, And then using my spear, two-handed, because I do not have a shield, I'm going to swing at bandit one.
0: Yep, not bandit two, who's distracted.
3: Oh, he does have a ring around him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's distracted, Uh, so
0: I'll give you advantage to hit him.
3: Yeah, sure. I will we'll swing at him instead. Uh, that is an 18 plus 5. So that is a hit.
0: Uh, Roll your damage.
3: 8 7 damage.
0: 7 damage. You hit him with your blade and hit him right in the back. He falls forwards and then turns around, drawing his short sword. And cursing himself that he allowed you to sneak up on him.
3: All of us have our point of time to die, and yours seems to be growing near, my friend.
0: <laughs> it is now Ach's turn.
4: I will Throw my lyre and give. Who would benefit most at the moment from bardic inspiration?
0: Hmm. Maybe Xenodermis, he could use the bonus to hit.
4: Alright. I shall give Xenodermis bardic inspiration. Yep,
0: stringing your lyre. That's 1d4, I believe. Uh, 1d6. Ooh, 1d6, apparently. nice. Okay, so it is the that bandit's... Is a bonus yeah,
4: action, I believe. Yep, bonus. Um, yeah, it
0: is a bonus action, actually, so you can so still take a turn.
4: I shall stab... Um... The mastiff? Yeah.
0: Go ahead. August.
4: Use my yep. rapier.
2: Yep. Stab the puppy, why?
4: Because it's... Trying to kill people? Mean. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
2: fair. That's fair, I suppose.
4: Sorry, Romy's written things a confusing like...
0: Ah, yeah. So, that is a hit. Roll your damage.
4: Oh, wait. I rolled a d8 instead of a d20. Oh,
0: well, wow. It's still a hit anyway.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Eh, <it's> just... <laughs> Let's just go with it.
2: Um... Yeah, it's
4: solid if are rolling an 8 on a video. Four
0: damage. Four damage. You lunge forwards, stick your rapier through the dog's heart. It yelps ah, as it dies. It really? is the bandit's turn bandit 2 turns to gang raises his short sword and raises his scimitar and goes in for the attack that is a 6 the scimitar bounces off gang's armor bandit number 1 raises his scimitar goes in for the attack and that is an 18 an 18 hits it's a Gang, you take two points of damage as the scimitar slashes you. And then Bandit 4 raises his short bow, takes aim at Xenodermis and fires. That is a 14, Xenodermis. I'm a
1: class 15.
0: Ah, so nice. So you duck and the arrow wails over your head. It is Ogdolf's turn. Sweet. So I presume you uh, want to well, climb up from being prone first.
5: Yeah, I would. I would prefer to not be lying yep. down. Yep. So that's half
0: your face. movement.
5: And then uh, I would like to cast Toll the Dead.
0: Toll the dead on bandit number, number two. two. Lovely. So Toll the Dead. Your first clerical spell. You point at him. And the sound of a dolorous Bell fills the air around him for a moment. He must succeed on a Wisdom save or take 1d8 necrotic damage. He rolled a 9, so he fails, so go ahead and roll your damage. Isn't
2: it, uh, isn't it 1d12 if he's taking damage? Oh yeah, it
0: is actually, yes, because you yeah. you know this spell well.
2: Oh, I love that spell. Mm-hmm.
0: So go ahead, roll 1d12, I'm
5: Rolling a d12. Sad looking at my ship, uh seven
0: seven and bandit two suddenly drops dead collapsing into the grass huh. it is folius's turn
2: all right well those uh bandit four's got a bow on him hasn't he he does yep right i'm gonna move around to the side of the wagon so around yep yeah
0: I'm take a shot sure at him
2: yeah, just... Oh, bow fight. All right, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, that is a 14 to hit.
0: You fire your bow and your arrow hits the cover he crouches behind, bouncing off. Ah,
2: ah okay. Um... Hmm. I don't have a whole lot else I can really do at this point. It so is
0: Xenodermis' uh, turn.
1: Okay, so... Firstly going to get
2: my familiar
1: yep. to come over this way and make a whole lot of ruckus in front of Bandit One. Yep. To draw the attention.
0: Yep. He sees the rustling in the grass and not really wanting to take his attention away from gang in front of him. He just takes a step back out of cover.
1: right into what I was going to do. I'm going to get my, whilst well, sort of focus over here, my uh, constrictor snake's going to snake its way over here. Yep, we can still do that. Go in for a coin purse. To see if you can, Ah, I'm <laughs> going to so, take his coin
0: purse. So if I you- would like your constrictor snake to please make a sleight of hand check
1: okay so is that that's using that's just
0: using its decks. using
1: its
0: decks, and i'll give you advantage because he is distracted
1: okay.
0: uh that is a 18. you see your constrictor snake rise up out of the grass and reaching forward with its head just bite the man's coin purse off his belt and then slither away again.
1: Using its grassy coloration that I've camouflaged. Uh, Then he's going to pull out the crossbow. I like what he's doing. (laughs) And uh, shoot towards Bandit 1. Yep, and
0: he's not in cover, so go ahead.
1: That is... Uh, don't know if it's going to hit. That is an 11. Can I use Spartak Inspiration on attack rolls?
0: You can, yes. So add... Yeah. Oh, roll a d6. So that is... Uh, 15. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Yay,
1: thank you. And let's go with this one. That's a d8. It is 7 points of damage
0: fire a crossbow bolt hitting him in the leg and he doubles over in pain it is now gang's turn
3: gang Uh, is You know, even though we're level 1 and now have a lot of less options, it's still fucking hard to decide. <laughs> I'm just gonna, st- I'm gonna just step up to Bandit 1 and try to hit him with my spear again. Go
0: ahead, go ahead.
3: Uh, and he... Uh, is he technically He's flanked? He's flanked, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, well that's a lucky coincidence. Oh dear, poor bastard. Uh, that is a soft 20.
0: Yeah, it's a hit. Roll your damage
3: that is 7 plus 3 so that is 10 damage
0: you plunge your spear through his back like a keb- like a shish kebab and he shrivels and dies on the end of it
3: may your god embrace you
0: this bandit 4's turn he rushes forwards with his scimitar and takes a swing at gang that is an 11 his scimitar bounces off gang's armor and it is us turn.
4: Howdy howdy, I have a bird on my shoulder, sorry. Um, <laughs> um I will give Ah sorry.
2: <laughs> you gonna give yourself inspiration?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Um whose turn is it next?
0: Ah, uh, next it will be Ogdolf's.
4: I will give him bardic inspiration.
0: Yep, so you strum your lyre to the brave dwarf.
4: Yep, and um, now I will... Uh... How many feet away is...
0: 5, ben? 10, 15, 20... You could just about get to him.
4: Um... God, is it worth it? <laughs>
0: well, you can get a hit off.
4: If I can get to him. Um... I, uh, am I 30 feet away?
0: Yeah, you've got yeah. just enough yeah. movement to get into melee range.
4: I may as well as go up and...
0: Yep, hit him with your Rapier, mm-hmm. go ahead.
4: Give him a little smack. This time I'll roll a d20, not ad <laughs> <Yeah>. d8. <DA.
6: laughs>
4: Didn't put the thing, the exclamation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all
3: good. Do you want a couple
2: sets of dice?
4: Oh,
0: fine. I'm sure Remy's got dice to spare <laughs> oh
2: he's just stuck with the D8. my god and there's the first
0: nat 1 well done. Nat one. Yeah. <laughs> so you you run towards him running up the hill and he just kicks out as he sees you coming and his foot lands in your midriff knocking you off balance and your rapier just cuts the air next to him and it is now Ogdolf's turn <laughs>
5: Bring him right, uh, I would like to shoot off another Toll of the Dead at
0: uh, yep. end of the Yep. The bell tolls, he makes a wisdom save, he rolls an 8. Go ahead, roll your D8. D8. Oh, this guy hasn't
5: taken
4: damage yet? No, he
0: hasn't, see. so it's just a D8. Rude. Does he get to
4: add his D6 so far to consideration? Does oh that yes
0: he does, see? yeah. Add it to that, go ahead. Okay. Actually, no, he doesn't. Not it's... to damage, unfortunately.
2: Thinking, think, yeah. No. Yeah. It's only to the okay. yeah. I rolled a
0: four. Four. The bandit raises his hands to his ears, screaming in pain as the bell tolls around him. And it is now Folius's turn. Alright,
2: since I'm within running distance, Folius, Just run up to him. And pull out not one but two scimitars of his own and just make a beeline straight for this guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, go ahead.
5: should run with scissors.
2: That's an uh, 18 to hit.
0: That is a hit. Roll your damage.
2: Uh, it's gonna be eight points of damage. So Six. basically, the second his hands go up, you just, yeah. Police just clears this and says, yep, coming through, and just runs him through.
0: Flailing the scimitars and buries one of them in the side of the man's neck, and he gurgles, spurting blood, and goes down. And combat is over. Well done.
2: (laughs) Wow,
4: sporting. And they were demonetized. No one died.
0: Yeah, no one died.
5: Yeah, a record for me? Actually, actually, several bandits and a
2: couple. Of <laughs> yeah, a couple of dogs. I feel bad for the dogs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, after the after the bandits go down, you decide to loot their bodies, see what they have, and you can recover four scimitars, four short bows, and four sets of leather armor, if you like.
2: I'll take leather armor. Uh, I was gonna say I'll
0: definitely take one of those. Is that better than meat cloth sure Oh wait, no, I don't I mean sorry, I'm going by what it says. Uh no, with my cut with my armor table, they actually have uh let me check. Uh cloth armor.
3: Oh. Yeah. Oh a cloth. <laughs> <up. laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take one of Did you say short though?
0: Yeah. Four short oh, bows.
3: Short bow and one of the scimitars if
4: no
0: one. Attacks. Yep.
4: Uh, is just a short bow a simple weapon? Uh, yes
0: it is. Yeah, I think
4: it's, yeah, it's simple ranged. I shall take a short bow too. Uh,
0: Lovely.
3: Are we counting uh, ammo in this campaign?
0: Uh, not for mundane arrows. Okay, no. cool. Oh, cool. And Xenodermis. Uh, so there was four short bows, four scimitars, four sets of cloth armor. I mean, I'll take a bow, I guess, if
5: Yeah. Else wants it, since yeah. I don't have... I mean, I've uh, just just,
0: because because three bows accounted for. So, Xenodermis, you eagerly open the coin purse that you took off the man. The only go, bandit who happened to have, to have the, one. Yeah,
1: uh, go off to the a tree hidden off to the yep. side.
0: You crouch behind a tree, undo the loop on the coin purse, and open it, and find six gold pieces inside.
6: Nice.
0: (laughs) Short bow is 1d6, kitty. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you need a long
0: bow for 1d8. So, none the worse for wear. You gather back around the wagon, and ensuring there are no more bandits. You move on, passing by the stone formations and heading onwards to Oakhurst. Yep.
1: Compared to the how big was the mastiff compared to the constrictor?
0: Ah uh, Well the constrictor was larger, I would say.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh instructor to go and eat one of the
0: mastiffs. Yep. So the huh. constrictor snake before you leave just slowly forces one of the dead Mastiff's down and then catches up with you as you're making your way down the road now, a big dog-shaped bulge in the middle of it.
1: His ah. camouflage doesn't quite work as well anymore. <laughs> I was
2: gonna say, yeah, just so tilted. it's just, ah, nature, isn't it
0: lovely? And a couple <laughs> yeah. hours later, just about in the early afternoon, you finally reach your destination. Oakhurst lies upon the King's Road, once a major trade route of the Narathi Empire, but today it serves as the gateway to the savage frontier, straddling the southernmost border of the Alciar Vale. According to the moss-covered, headless statue that flanks the road into town, Oakhurst is named after a Narathi war hero whose name and deeds have long ago been forgotten. Like most settlements still standing these days, Oakhurst thrives without help from the outside world. Beyond the outlying farms and pastures, a ramshackle collection of buildings provides anything the residents of Oakhurst require to survive. As you direct your wagon along the main road towards this collection of buildings, you see a ramshackle wooden guard post just ahead, and you see a man wearing a leather helm poke his head out over the side of the tower and shout, "Halt! Who goes there?" I
2: was instinctively going to say something, but I'm not the talker in this group anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, my talkie days are over. The, the- The
3: adventurer's hired or tasked with fixing your problem, good sir.
0: He stands up, stepping, coming to his full height. You see that he's wearing leather armor and is holding a crossbow. It's still pointed at you. He looks down, peers at the wagon in between you, and then nods and he says, Looks like you've had a bit of a long journey. Look. Have you had a couple of scrapes along the way?
3: There were some destined to meet their god,
0: yes. He says, well, townmaster said to expect you any day now, so please come in. Remember, we've got our eyes on you. Don't cause any trouble. We don't want any of the, any of what's out there in our town. He points towards the road choked with overgrowth and you realize that you realize instantly in the tone of his voice that the people of oakhurst see their town as a sanctuary from the outside the dangerous outside world i will bring up a map of oakhurst for you so you can decide where you'd like Mm -hmm. to go so you direct your cart, your wagon, past the guard tower and enter Oakhurst proper. There is a wooden sign just as you enter that pull, points out several places of note, of interest to travellers. There is apparently a trade post down the main street, a temple, a temple of Palor, the god of sun, further beyond that. The sign points to a place known as the Old Boar Inn and a forge. And the guard helpfully points out that the village hall is right off the main trail as soon as you enter town. I'm a bit new to this
2: whole odd job thing. Where do we go from here? I believe he said we
3: were expected at the constabulary.
0: Yeah, or at least the town, yeah, the constabulary or the village hall, the town master. Yeah. So, best
3: that we go and introduce ourselves.
0: Lovely. So, direct your wagon down the trail and turn onto a smaller dirt road and you reach the village hall, which is a grand, well, I won't say grand, but for the village that you're in, this building certainly commands a presence. It's much larger than every other building here. It's not a ramshackle wooden shack like everything else. The walls are made out of carefully laid bricks and there are actual columns holding up the roof, which is actually tiled as opposed to just being thatched hay. This is obviously the centre of government here in Oakhurst. And so you pull your wagon up to the hitching post in front of the village hall and then walk towards the thick wooden door and one of you raps your fist on the door, knocking several times. The door opens and a... Portly male human with a black moustache walks out and immediately sees the wagon, sees you all standing next to it, sees that you're clearly adventurers, and he smiles and he says, Ah, jolly good, jolly good. You're the adventurers from Hammerfast. The Council of Hammerfast have made good on their word and sent aid. He says, please, please, come inside and I'll debrief you. I'll have one of the guards uh, come and unhitch that wagon and start dispersing the supplies. He gestures for you to follow him inside the building. He leads you into the building and into... Down a hallway into a sort of makeshift office, there's a desk with a couple of sheets of parchment scattered across it and a moth-bitten armchair behind it. He sinks down into the armchair, leaving you all to stand in front of the desk, and he says, Well now, that wagon should have more than enough to make up for what the bandits took in the last raid. As promised, he reaches underneath the desk and you hear the rustling of pieces of metal clanging against each other, and he counts out 100 gold pieces, sliding them in a bag across the desk.
3: Gang will take the bag and distribute it while we continue talking.
0: So that will be 20 gold each. He holds out a, holds out a bulbous hand to shake gangs, holds out a bulbous hand to gang. And he says, oh, by the way, I'm Verna Leng, mayor of this little hamlet. It's not much, but it's a sanctuary from the outside world.
3: Uh, what was his Verna?
0: Verna Leng.
3: E-L-E-N-G or? Yes. The mayor. Yep. Is this uh, Oakhurst? Sorry?
0: Yes, this is Oakhurst.
3: Yep. Oakhurst yeah. via Lane, yep. Okay, I'm actually trying to take notes. Yep. Of this yeah, you then. and me both. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: gonna ask for your hide Bible across that bridge later. Do that you sh- unite?
0: Do you shake his hand, gang?
2: Yes, and I say,
3: My name is Gang, follower of the Waving Queen.
0: As you shake his hand, he looks down. He notices a couple of scuffs on your armor and then looks around and sees that a couple of you were nursing recently dressed wounds. And he says, ah, I trust the journey here was not uneventful.
1: Xenodermis just looks over at the giant massive shape in his (laughs) constrictor.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah, a bit scrap. Nothing to
4: worry about, though. He says those. Probably be using a (laughs) break. Playing a solo
0: He frowns and he says, "Those blasted bandits! They've been a scourge on this village and the King's Road, going on three months now. Barely a ten day goes by without them raiding one of the outlying farms." But I suppose that's what the town council of Hammerfast have sent you here to deal with. He says, it seems as if the bandits that accosted you on the way in certainly weren't able to get the best of you. So if anyone is capable of putting an end to this threat, I believe the right people are here in this room.
3: People will meet their gods, and you will be troubled less. That we will try to do.
0: Mevun's
3: side-eye gang.
0: Verna nods, and he says, "Well, has promised. I'm not sure what you were told, but I have an agreement with the town council of Hammerfast, and I will disperse an additional." 100 gold pieces, when you are able to put a stop to the disturbances plaguing our town. Now, I'll leave it up to you to conduct your investigations as you see fit, but... Constable Philosial in the constabulary next door, he gestures towards the metal-reinforced building, just visible out of the window to the right of him. Has had a couple of, uh, tangles with them so far. There are several people across town who may have information about you as well. If you're looking for a place to stay, the Old Bore Inn always has vacancies. I'm sure Garen will be happy to accommodate you. And if you require any supplies or wish to refresh yourself, pay a visit to Kerowyn's trade post, or go and visit Rurik, our village blacksmith should be able to outfit you. He claps his hands together and says, Now, I'm a busy man. I am have a matter I'm dealing with at the moment concerning a possible trade agreement with another town in the Vale, so... If you please, I'll quickly answer any questions you have, and then I'll turn you loose. Um, Which... Uh, uh, character,
2: what was the constable guy's name again? The
0: constable is named Feloziel. Okay, I'm... And do you actually recognise this as an elf name? Oh,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Folius>. That's <laughs> Hmm. Hmm? I was just going to say, how do you spell that? Sorry.
0: F-E-L-O-S-I-A-L.
1: Yeah. I thought oh, I had a Z instead of an S. For yeah. yeah, you see, um, all this is I sort
0: of dull a bit going, Huh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, well,
2: hmm. So do
0: you have any questions for Mayor Leng, or do you leave him to his work?
3: Um I want to ask him, uh are you able to give us a list of all the farms that were attacked or would that be better talking to Philosiel?
0: Looks up at you he says, "Oh, no. I happen to uh have a list of all the farms here as I have to distribute the supplies in that wagon to them. Uh actually, one of the farms owned by a chap called Bartholomew was attacked uh, only last night." tells you the location of Bartholomew's farm.
3: That's not Bartholomew's.
0: <laughs> he says, I believe uh, Bartholomew reported that uh, the bandits, or whoever they are, attempted to poach his cows, and uh, unfortunately they got one of them. Attempted. <laughs> uh, shall
4: we go have a looky-looky?
0: He looks up, he raises an eyebrow, he says, Oh, if you feel it pertinent, I sent some of the guards over there, and the danger seems to have passed, but perhaps it may be useful for your investigations. I leave it entirely up to you. Thank you. He says, Well, now, if there's nothing else, I'll get back to work, shall I? And I'll leave you to your task thank you for your help he nods
3: you
0: quickly for you. he nods he says yes please uh may palor guide you to help us uh, help our village get back to normal as soon as possible you thank him for his time and make your way out of the village hall and you see that the wagon has already been removed from the hitching post and three guards uh, have it opened and are sorting through the crates stacking them onto other wagons ready to take them into town and the guards that you saw on the way into town raises his head as you step out of the village hall and he says oh is it enough here that we're gonna en- enough here that we should make it through next winter for sure and looks like there were some extras in the wagon that were left just for you he walks forwards holding a small wooden box in his arms and places it at your feet. And inside you find five potions of healing.
2: Oh. Oh. That's nice, handy. Also well, foreboding, but handy. <laughs> 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 All right, sure. I'll down. Take one of those. Uh, a potion of healing.
0: Alright, men! Uh, Let's get all that grain on this wagon and get that ale on that other wagon and we should get it out to all of these people before nightfall. Go, it, go, it, shout the other guards and they begin guiding the other two wagons down the trail into town. What would um, you like to do? It's 2d, four. 2d4 four plus 2, yes. That's 2
4: d Everyone
0: gets one. Everyone gets one. Everyone
2: gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs>
4: there
2: we
0: go. So you have several places that you might want to check out. It's entirely up to you. The constabulary is right here if you'd like to question the constable. Otherwise, you do know one of the recent attack sites. You can also go chat up people in the Old Boar Inn if you want
3: time of day is
0: it it's early to mid-afternoon maybe about 1 2 pm okay you'll plenty probably will time. have to go rent a room eventually but you've got plenty of time
3: by the end of the day gang would like to have gone to the forge but you know we've got plenty of time to get to that so
2: mm. All right. So, do we want to split up and check multiple places? How do we want to do this? Actually,
4: Actually, at
0: some point, you're gonna go to the shop. Yep.
2: Actually, uh, Gang might go to the forge, and
3: I can ask Rurik. Yeah. Um, if he knows anything, then that's two birds of one stone.
0: Yeah. So Gang wants to go to the forge, to Rurik's forge. Ark wants to go to the trade post. Where would everyone else like to go? The yeah. inn. Mm. <laughs> the inn, yeah. Well, you're a dwarf. Of course you want to go to the inn.
2: Yeah. Okay, well...
4: Mm. Okay. I think going to the inn afterwards. Yep.
3: Yeah, I, think right. <laughs> I think the I think... attack site, we should all probably investigate together.
0: It's probably yeah. wise.
2: So, do we but meet at the inn gonna... once we're done with our other stuff? Yeah. Probably be best, Jess.
0: Xenodermis, Folius, where would you like to go? I'm
3: going to go to the inn.
0: Yep, so Xenodermis is off to the inn as well. Um, Folius.
2: Well, I guess that leaves me with the uh, next door.
0: Yep, alright. So you're going to go visit the constable, an elf for an elf. Makes sense to me.
2: Uh, mm.
0: So, Folius... Next to the village hall is a stout-looking building where miscreants serve their sentences here in Oakhurst. You enter, and inside the building is a large open room. The back of it seems to be taken up by a sort of guard barracks. You see some bunk beds and foot lockers scattered across the back of the building, enough for about... 10 to 16 guards to stay here, and along the eastern wall of the building are a couple of jail cells at the moment empty. Right now, the building is completely unmanned, save for the constable herself, Faloziel, a blonde-haired female half-elf who is currently currently inspecting uh, four swords that are laid out on a table in front of the guard barracks area. As she hears the door open, she turns around looking up from the weapons and raises an eyebrow and she says, Oh, an elf. Not often we see one of the fair folk here in Oakhurst. And
2: she, uh, just sort of scratches the back of his uh, short, spiky, brown here and just sort of goes, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, a little bit different to most, but um, half-elf, hmm, you know, from the name, I almost thought you were an actual elf yourself, or I might be seeing one of the own out yeah, here. Yeah. Oh well, half my luck. Um, sit here with a few companions to try and look into some of those attacks lately. I figured he'd be the best person to talk to first.
0: Adventurer are you, she says. She frowns and she says, Oh, well, hopefully you have better luck than the last bunch.
2: Wait, other people have come through here already?
0: She says, Oh, yes. Uh, About a month ago, four adventurers set out to try to put an end to the bandit raids themselves. Three from this town and one from Outer Afield. Uh... Four adventurers in total. She stands up, walks over to a nearby chest of drawers, pulls a drawer open, retrieves a stack of parchments, and begins sorting through them. And she says, Ah, yes, two of them were brother and sister Talgan Hugh Creel and Shawin Hugh Creel. Actually, they're the son and daughter of Carolyn, trader here in town. Oh. oh, that's a shame. As I understand it, she's actually offering a reward for any information that might lead to their recovery.
2: Oh, so they're... Mi- oh, right, so they're missing, not, not dead.
0: She says, no, well... She leans forwards and she says, people outside of town don't tend to last very long, so I don't have high hopes for them, but no, we certainly haven't found any bodies or any sign that they met a terrible fate. She says, the other adventurer uh, was a young peasant boy, and the fourth was someone from out of town, a a paladin of Palor, I believe. They haven't been seen in a month.
2: over a's been missing already a month but I suppose if we're looking into this we might come across that until
0: um she says well i certainly hope you do it would at the very least put old Caroline's heart to rest
2: hmm. all right anything else she could tell me about these uh these bandits at all
0: I'd like you to please make for me a persuasion check. And if you have a specialty in gathering information, you can add plus two. You know, I don't have
2: either of
4: those. I don't even have.
2: uh... Too
0: bad I'm not there. (laughs) It's okay, you'll (laughs) have a chance as well.
2: (laughs) Uh, Because that's my my...
4: specialty. This is
2: no longer my specialty, so we're going to see how this goes. It's
0: uh, still an eighteen, 18 plus. One. That's it's an eighteen plus one. So, happy luck. so you talk to Philoziel for a while as she starts to inform you of the troubles the town has been facing, and she tells you that cattle herders don't graze their stock too far afield these days people in the town are frightened by stories of new monsters that maraud by night from time to time cattle and people who've gone out alone at night have been found dead the next day bearing dozens of needle-like wounds no one has seen the creatures that cause this mayhem, nor do they leave a discernible trail, or a trail that at the very least philosial or her guards are able to pick up on. She tells you that a local farmer, Bartholomew, lost one of his cows to this mysterious poacher the previous night. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we're, we're planning on meeting up over there to get his take on this after we're done here. Um... I think there's anything else I can uh, I can think to ask at this point. You well, know, I suppose I best catch up to the others and let them know what I know.
0: Philosia nods and she says, "Remember, best behaviour while you're in town. Oakhurst is peaceful, or at least it was, and we hope to keep it that way. Ah, Leave the fighting way. for out of town, if you please."
2: Alright, well, I can't promise anything with this slot don't know him that well yet, but you should, I'm sure, they're smart enough to keep ourselves out of trouble. No worries there. Alright,
0: <laughs> off we go. So, we now cross to Uck, who is in the trade post. And, Uck, this trade post seems to be one of the few places in this tiny hamlet where people gather As you enter the tiny building, a bell rings and you enter a small shack, the front area of which is almost entirely filled with wooden shelves groaning under the weight of supplies, bags of grain, farming tools, a small selection of potions and the like. And there's... A couple of people here, either doing business or just gossiping, gathering in a small crowd at the very front of the store. The store itself is manned by elderly human woman, her wrinkled face writ in an expression of concern and worry. She just looks up as she hears the bell ring, narrows her eyes as she sees you, not recognising you, but says nothing. Hi. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, I just wanted to come in and get... I want to look for stuff for uh, my forgery kit.
0: Ah, your forgery kit. She doesn't
4: need to know that. Um... (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, you're looking for ink, paper,
4: pens, yeah.
0: quills. Yeah. So, the store okay, is.
4: Su- I, got, I got robbed on the road and I'm, I'm looking, to replace, yes,
0: looking my, to replace it for your forgery my kit.
4: <laughs> and you've also
0: recently used it, I've heard. So.
6: <laughs> she doesn't need to know that. No, one. she doesn't need
0: to know that. But this store is surprisingly well stocked. And. You manage to find what you're looking for, a pot of ink, some quills, some paper, and it will cost you 2GP to stock your forgery kit. Okay. (laughs) So as you're paying for these supplies, you can't help but notice a piece of parchment pinned to the wall just above the counter, and on it are sketches of two people, a man and a woman, their names are listed under their pictures. Talgan and Sharwin, and the poster simply says "missing." Um,
4: I would like to ask her more about it.
0: Oh dear, she says, shaking her head. Me son and daughter, Talgan and Sharwin, fancied themselves adventurers. When that paladin came from out of town, said he was going to rout the bandits, they joined up with him. That was a month ago. Constable Felozial reckons that they're most likely not alive anymore, but I refuse to give up hope. No, and I will offer a reward to anyone who's able to find what became of them. I'll offer a reward of 125 gold pieces if you're able to find the signet rings they wear and bring them back to me. Double that if you find either of my children and bring them back in good shape, of good mind and body.
4: I will... I I just so happen to have friends that might be able to help with this task.
0: She says, oh, please, if you're heading out of town, please do your best. Even if they're, even if, sadly, they've gone to Palor, if you can bring their signet rings back to me, at least that will serve as closure. Even that will be a great service.
4: Awesome. <laughs> yes, I'll I'll do what I can to help. Um... Uh- do you think that you could perhaps furnish you spare with any provisions to assist in this? Task? Ah,
0: so I would like you, Ark, to please make a persuasion check, and if you have a okay. specialty in, uh, if you have a specialty in negotiation, you may add plus two to this. No,
4: it's gather information.
0: I'll get you to do that next. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, right, so if I've got regular proficiencies, it's still
0: Yeah, yeah, still you still roll normally, it's just if you happen to have the specialty you get an extra plus two. It's just okay. to flesh out the characters a bit more. Alright.
4: Uh, what was I doing? A D20. Plus Well, I still get a plus four. Sorry. <laughs> Thirteen. She says, Oh, oh well. No one's been
0: interested in heading out of town to look for them. I'll do anything I can. And she offers you four days worth of rations for free for the entire group.
4: Sweet. As
0: she darts into the back room to gather these supplies for you, would you like to listen in on the people who are here? Maybe see if you can... See if there are any rumours you can pick up.
4: Um, yes.
0: So I'd like you to roll a persuasion check. If you have gather information, go ahead and add plus two to it.
4: All right. That would bring it up to plus seven. Yeah. (laughs) and i still only got 11.
0: Woo-hoo! that's all right <laughs> 10 was what was needed so while Carolyn heads into the back you head over to the people who are gathered in the front of the store and you decide to ask them about these missing this missing man and woman since you're now looking for them and they warm up to you quite quickly get you get friendly with them and you're able to determine the following. There are four missing adventurers in total. These include a fighter, Talgan, who creel, a wizard, Shawin, who creel, a ranger, Caracas, a local peasant boy, and a paladin of Palor, Sir Bradford. Sir Bradford, of the four, was not a local came from a town elsewhere in the Vale and was looking to prove himself and win some glory for himself by dealing with the bandits plaguing Oakhurst. The locals paid particular attention to him and found him quite memorable as he claimed to have a magic sword called Shatterspike.
4: I will be. Uh, I, w- I will note for the others to take notes on <laughs> on, yep. on this because, of course, I'm going to pass the information. Yes.
0: Carowin mm-hmm. um, then comes back and.
4: Notice oh, yep. Any, well, sorry.
0: Go ahead. Go if ahead.
4: Anything else? Like any particular features or anything?
0: Um, about the rangers, about the adventurers. Well. A couple of them spoke to the adventurers when they stopped into the trading post to gather supplies. And according to the paladin, Sir Bradford, they believed that the bandits were uh, ranging from a ruin a couple of days to the north of town known as the Sunless Citadel. Okay. Sunless
4: Citadel...
0: Carowin then returns from the back, carrying a wooden box filled with rations, and she smiles a hopeful smile as she hands them over to you. Is there anything else you're looking to purchase? Um, I doubt I'll be able to afford potions of
4: healing yet. Yeah. So.
0: No, they're fifty GP each. Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> so you thank her for your time and say goodbye to the people strumming your lyre as you walk past and exit the trading post.
4: Yes, and I shall go to the inn.
0: Yep, to join the other three, either two who are there. We cross to Gang, who is at Rurik's forge. Now, Gang, as you approach this small shack at the end of this road that is the forge, you hear the clang of metal. Rurik is clearly already at work, and you see a plume of smoke raised from an, rising from a small shed outside under a thatched roof. You push open the wooden gate, make your way up the trail, and there you see Rurik, a hardy-looking dwarf with a long black beard, smashing his hammer away at the anvil, where several horseshoes are in the process of being made. As he sees you approach, he sees the pale colour of your skin, realizes what you are and raises an eyebrow, stopping his work, but he says nothing. What would you like to do, gang?
3: Sorry, uh, so first things first, uh, before I start talking, was that four rations each that-
0: Yes, four days worth of rations each.
3: And did we use a ration getting here from our starting No, round?
0: well, you did, but you no longer have it. it. You were given enough, exactly enough food to last you the journey here. Okay, cool, so I'll take rations from my pack.
3: Okay, um, I smile at Rook and go, uh, good afternoon, um, I've recently arrived to town. I'm with the adventurers that have been hired to help Oakhurst. How are you today?
0: Afternoon, Rurik says. I can certainly tell you from out of town. I ain't seen your kind in a long, long time. And forgive me for asking, but last time I met one of your folk, a water Janasi. The bloke tried to make out with half me wares holding me at knife point.
3: Uh, Well, I can certainly assure you that I do not plan to do that. In fact, I actually wish to purchase something from you.
0: Ah, well that I can help you with. Go on, music to me ears, he says.
3: (laughs) I'm actually looking to procure a shield.
0: Now you see, I just got one made up and you'll you'll certainly love this one, Rurik says as he hobbles to the back of the shed and gestures towards a shield that's hung up on the wall. And he immediately takes it down, carries it over to you and starts sizing you up on it and finds it to be a perfect fit and he says, Ah no, see Martin who wanted me, who may, had me make this went missing, so, uh... Well, I've been meaning to get rid of it, and none of the guards need any more equipment. So, uh, I'm happy to sell it to you. Um,
3: did the mayor mention... mayor definitely mentioned the group that went missing. Yes,
0: yeah, he, he did. Didn't. Well, no, he didn't.
3: He didn't. Okay, so I technically don't know about no. the missing group. Okay. Um... Who from the town needed a shield?
0: Yes, paladin from somewhere up the vale wanted to get rid of the bandits, wanted me to make him a new shield, and then, well, decided to go off on his quest, said he'd pick it up when he came back, and he never did.
3: Uh, Well, that that, that's not good. Uh, That's probably the first problem he encountered was not going out fully prepared. If If he wanted a shield made, he should have taken it with him. Uh, what kind of shield and how much my good man
0: he says well this one's I- this one here is a kite shield, and I'll be happy to give it away for fifty gold pieces
3: well that, uh, on me, I have slightly less than that. Would you be willing to let me pay thirty five now? under the proviso that i pay you another 15 when we get back from this quest
0: i would like you to make a persuasion check if you have negotiation you may add plus two you are a noble however and it's obvious by the way you carry yourself so you may make the check with advantage
3: okay awesome i do not have negotiation but with advantage, I should still do half-decent. Uh, Fifteen plus five. Uh, so yeah, that is a soft twenty.
0: I suppose that'll have to do. Look, to be quite honest with you, thirty-fives more than any of the poor saps in this town would be able to pay me anyway, so I'll take thirty-five. And when, uh, if, You come back from wherever you're going off Gullivantin to. I'll take the rest. He finishes sizing up the shield on you and helps you strap it to your arm. And this will provide you a plus two bonus to AC, but it gives you disadvantage on acrobatics and athletics.
3: Uh, Sorry, uh, my Discord played up there and I missed everything after saps.
0: Yeah, so he says 35 gold is more than the poor saps in this town would be able to pay him so he'll happily take that and he'll take the rest presuming you come back from wherever you're going off gallivanting to and so this gives you plus two to your ac and disadvantage on athletics and acrobatics
3: awesome thank you paid 35 gp now pay 15 gp on return awesome uh,
0: is there anything else you'd thank like? You.
3: Um, do you have any information on these bandits? Like, because I am here to get rid of them for you. I just want to try and gather as much information as I can.
0: Please make a persuasion check and you may add plus two if you have etiquette.
3: I do have etiquette Awesome. That is 21.
0: Rurik looks at you, he frowns and shakes his head and says, Ah, Paladin said he was heading off to the Sunless Citadel up north. Everyone knows all about the Sunless Citadel and everyone would say it would be stupid to head off there. Collapsed into the earth long before the Narathi Empire even, even came to this area. Legends hint that it served as the retreat of an ancient dragon cult. So, not exactly the place you'd want to go if you're expecting to find bandits. So,
3: the rumour of the possible bandit, uh, dragon cult, is that, uh, from ages ago, or is that more recent?
0: Aye, he says, well, Rumors been uh, known here as long of, uh, as long as I've lived here. And it seems to date back since before the fall of the Narathi Empire, at least. So, going back a long time we are. Of course, no one knows if it's true, but, you know, rumors often have a grain of truth in them.
3: No, that is definitely true. Um, this... Paladin. I presume he didn't go by himself.
0: No, no, took three locals with him. Ah, I feel sorry for poor old Keroin at the trading post, son and daughter now. Missing, probably rotten away in some dungeon somewhere.
3: Well, best we find them. It may not be their time to go yet.
0: Well, hopefully you do, Rurik says. And I'll be holding your word on that on those fifteen gold pieces, mine, so make sure you come back in one piece.
3: You have my word. If I don't come back in one piece, well you know that I've definitely got what I deserved for leaving.
0: <laughs> so gang, I would actually like you to make a history check. Okey-dokey. And if you have local as your specialty, you may get a plus two.
3: uh that's still okay
0: though that is a 16. so you actually have heard of the sunless citadel before it's one of the curious things of this region and he's right in what he says it collapsed into the earth long before the Narathi empire fell about 600 years ago to this day, and it's situated right in the midst of what's called the Ashen Plain, a lifeless area of the valley. And you know that this desolation is attributed to the long-ago rampage of a dragon named Nervarim, who led an army of kobolds against the Narathi Empire. So perhaps there is some substance to these rumours that it once was the headquarters of a dragon cult.
3: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, is there
0: anything else I'll... you would like to do with do or ask of Rurik? Uh,
3: before I do, what's the time scale for that? That would have been, what, 100? 100...
0: So Uh, the Nerathi Empire collapsed about a hundred years ago, and this war with the dragon Nerverim happened about 500 years before that. So about 600 years ago, during the height of the empire.
3: Okay, so I'm just going to write dragon... possibly. Um, okay, um... No, that's probably all the information I can get from him. Yep. Oh actually no. Uh any uh, we've heard about the attack on Bellathor's farm. Yeah, on and
0: Bartholomew's, Bartholomew's, Bartholomew's Bartholomew. farm,
3: yep. Sorry, Bellathor is from campaign on yeah. uh, Bartholomew. Um how many other farms have been attacked? Or anything other than a farm being attacked?
0: Well, he tells you that. The bandits have raided the outlying farms openly at least twice over the last 10 days. Both times, they were seen emerging from the hills to the northwest. Apparently, Dem, the half halfling priest of Palor, claims to have followed them from town last time and told Rurik that he, that he knows where to find their camp.
3: Uh, what was his name? Sorry, the
0: cleric. Damn
3: D-E-M? Uh, Dem, uh... Those bandit. And location, location. <laughs> okay. Um. One last thing. Uh, not from Rurik. I'm about to say goodbye to him. The composition of the party, uh, that was a fighter, wizard, paladin, ranger, and...
0: Uh, So it was a fighter, wizard, a ranger, and a paladin. Yep.
3: That was just four? Okay, cool.
0: Um, Three of them, the ranger, the wizard, and the fighter, are locals. Paladin is from some other town. Local,
3: local, local. Uh, Which ones were the children. Ah, uh, the, 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 uh, the wizard and the fighter. the wizard and the fighter siblings. Cool, thank you. Uh, no, that'll be all I will say goodbye, and thank you.
0: Yep, so you thank Rurik for his time, he just nods, and as you walk away from the shed, you hear the hammer pounding. Bang, bang, bang! As he's back to work on the forge. Then you decide to meet the others at the old Bore Inn. So the old Bore Inn, you all step inside and as soon as you push the door open, your ears are filled with the sounds of jolly merry making, laughing and singing. The inn is packed even at this time of the afternoon. Garen, the human male bartender, is behind the bar he's ...scrubbing a glass as he just looks over his bushy beard and sees you enter. Several townspeople are gathered around the tables... ...loudly drinking, eating and making merry. And in a booth, in a sort of private booth off to the corner of the inn... ...you see a... ...vaguely alvin-looking man... With long black hair shuffling a deck of cards and waiting for someone to challenge him, obviously, uh, obviously running some sort of card game. Xenodermis and Ogdolf, you were the first to arrive here. What would you like to do?
1: I'm going to start off by getting my. Uh, constricted to just wait out the out the back there because uh, giant giant bellied uh, with the massive is not going to be a very good look.
0: Exactly.
1: Going to keep it out the back and then when looking inside, is there sort of like the tables and stuff all over, or is there a spot to the side where there's
0: not really any? There are tables all over, but there would be a spot near the man with the cards where you could set up your act, so to speak.
1: Yes, I'm gonna sort of just go over to that sort of section, um, put down, like, my setup, and then out from, like, the little, like, little pot that I've got, as I start to play my flute, my familiar starts to come out and does his dance
0: now are you in disguise yes so i want you to roll for your disguise kit so that's d20 plus proficiency if you're proficient in disguise kit
1: yeah um and do i get
0: well that'll be for later that'll be when you start doing deception checks
1: okay Um, That is a 15 plus, you said my proficiency,
0: which is plus two, so it's a 17. Yep, so you're nicely disguised, and as you walk into the tavern, make your way to the corner, pull out your pot. To everyone else here, you look to be just... a. Another human from out of town. Your clothes are maybe a bit strange and foreign, but no one suspects that you are a UNT. So you pull so out my your.
1: My current disguise is like dark, sort of dark, shortish hair, um, blue-eyed. It's very natural-looking. cutting yep. up all of the extra bits from UNT
0: so you pull out your flute and you begin to play please make a performance check and it will be a snake charming check um, performance
1: so i get the plus two so it's what's oh, uh
0: eight plus eight is 23. so as Zogdolf makes his way straight to the bar you pull out your flute and start playing and your familiar acting as if it's just a normal snake slowly starts to uncoil out of the pot and look around and some of the patrons of the tavern drawn by the music begin to gather around and you hear them leaning in murmuring in wondrous amusement as they see your familiar rise out of the pot and begin slowly bobbing its head in time with the music
1: up to the side is just like a a little like a little my cup is just off to the side just for anyone who is amused by what they're seeing
0: a couple of the patrons come forwards and drop coins into the cup three gold pieces
1: um, and can I hear any, like, any information? Like, are they any of those that are sort of, like, in the vicinity that aren't paying attention? Is there any gossip, any...
0: Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. Uh,
6: well, this will
0: 18. be... Yep, 18. 18. Well, I was going to ask... I was going to say what the... um, I was going to say that would be a listen check, but that's fine. Um, Yep, so 18. So as you play and watch the people gather around, the inn starts to fall silent. The loud, drunken merrymaking fades away as people come to listen to the music and you start to hear snatches of conversations here and there. And you learn the following. Recently, the village seems to have been bothered by occasional earth tremors. The strange quakes started about two weeks ago and seem to occur without warning every two or three days. So far, the quakes have not caused any significant damage, though they always rile up pets and livestock for hours afterward. One of the patron's remarks. Oh, if I had this guy, if I had this man's way with animals every time there was one of those quakes, I could get my cattle back in the paddock and grazing without much trouble.
1: Do I hear anything from the guy with the
0: the deck of cards? No, he's just watching you silently still shuffling his deck of cards. And actually, you notice there's a look of maybe slight irritation on his face, almost as if he was looking almost as if you've stolen his customers, as it were.
1: So, as the music sort of intensifies a little bit more, the snake starts to go a little out of control as part of the act and sort of turns towards some of the guests and starts to dance in their direction. (laughs) Building up to the, the climax. Yep. And then it's going to completely come right out of the pot and just sort of dart around and then launch up on the final big climax and then just go straight back into the pot. Yep. As it disappears.
0: So I'd like you to roll a deception check, please. And you get plus two to this, cause you are in disguise.
1: That's cut. That is a 12 plus my deception, which is six sets. Unnatural 20.
0: So you make a great show of causing your familiar to dance in tune with the music until it rolls out of the pot and begins slithering among the people. Some of them gasp and scream, "Ah!" jumping out of the way as it slithers under their feet. And you raise the flute and begin to play, bringing the music to a crescendo pretending to draw the snake back into the pot as it drops back into the pot you notice in its mouth it grasps someone's coin purse (laughs) and once it's safely in the pot coiled up you stop playing you put your flute away and when the people disperse drawn back to their tables you reach into the pot, extract the coin purse, and open it to find another six gold pieces.
2: And there's
1: their life savings. <laughs> <laughs> then my, make my way over to the bar and just order a, just a light, yep. light alcohol.
0: Garon nods. He begins to pour it. Ogdolf, you're already at the bar. What are you doing?
5: Uh, I ordered a beer and was just casually laughing and working yep. along with some of the other patrons. Merrymaking, uh, just, yep. Just kind of uh, eavesdropping on what was going on, trying to pick up some, some yep. info.
0: Yep. So you order... A nice, strong beer, and Garen nods. He pours you the strongest beer he has, and for a dwarf like you, you find it to be quite weak. And (laughs) You slurp it all up in pretty much one gulp, and Garen smiles, impressed, and he says, Oh, well now, I've seen Rurik put down a beer or two, but nothing quite like that.
5: Well, when this is uh, your life's blood, you kind of have to take it in as well as you can. Indeed,
0: indeed, he says. And then you drink, order another round and just listen to the conversations going on. And you hear much the same as Xenodermis, though I would like you to make a perception check, please. Okay. Which one am I rolling? So that's a D20 plus your wisdom plus your proficiency if you're proficient in perception. (laughs) I
5: don't think it's gonna matter. I rolled a two.
0: Yeah, no, you're Uh, you're just drinking and before long you find yourself getting caught up in a drunken argument with someone at another table about whether dwarves are made of stone or not, and he seems to think the dwarves are made of stone because they're really short and stout and it's hard to knock them over and you're just drunkenly saying No lad, we're as flesh and bone as the rest of ye and before long the others now our women have the finest beards. Yes, and the finest beards. Do you think a stone could grow a beard like this? And before long, the rest of the party arrive, entering the tavern into this din of merrymaking, drinking, singing, and shouting. What would the rest of you like to do? I
4: Um, so we're all
0: here? Yep, we're all here.
4: Should I pass on information now? I
0: or? presume as you walk in, you all just gather, pass on your information, and then decide what to do next?
4: Uh, I would like to secure our room for the night.
0: Yep. So you walk um, up to Garen, and as he sees you approach, you see his eyes widen, and he f- he's pa- pale face flushes pink he lets out a wolf whistle and he says oh well now what do i have the pleasure of helping you with my lady
4: Well, uh, we've just come in from out of town we're here to fix the bandit problem and i would like to secure us a room for the night he says i my 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 companions
0: He says, well, it would be two gold per person per night, but I see a liar on your shoulder there. Yes. He says, well, perhaps you might uh, find it in your good graces to play a tune for the tavern folk here, and then I'll let you have the room for free.
4: I was thinking the same thing.
0: (laughs) So, you pull out your lyre and begin to play. Please make a performance check.
4: Yeah. Uh, 24, not
0: 24, yeah. Wow. So
2: first net one, first net 20, well
0: done. You pull out your lyre, you begin to play, and you play for about 20 minutes. And the people in the tavern, this is. They're gonna remember this day for years and years. First they had Xenodermis with his snake charming, and now they get to hear Ux's performance. It's it's probably the most exciting day that they've had in several years. And so. That doesn't
4: involve bandits, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't
0: involve their lives being in danger. And so at the end of the 20 minutes, you look down and you see ...at your feet, a veritable pile of tips. Eighteen gold pieces have been left in tips for you. And you turn around and you see... Sorry, how much? Eighteen. Eighteen,
4: thank you.
0: And you see very, very Garen much. with a huge smile on his face. He claps. <laughs> oh, good show, Les, good show. And he reaches under the counter and hands you an iron key. And he says... For you the best room in the house for free. Nice, thank you. Well
4: done. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so you
0: gather around, sit at a table, order a order yourselves a late lunch and a drink and begin to discuss your next move.
4: Um I would say investigating
2: uh, that farm yeah I mean, it's pretty much all we've got left to check at this point
4: yep other than find some corpses
0: <laughs> other than that uh there is there other than that you know that the priest apparently knows where the bandit camp is, and you also know that there's a place known as the Sunless Citadel a couple days to the north, which is apparently where the missing adventurers went. But you'd like to check the site of the last attack.
1: Uh, yeah. ca- how, how many people are in the... In, in the, the tavern? The
0: Maybe about 20 people or so.
3: Um, I also tell everyone that uh, I heard from Rurik that the cleric uh, says that he knows where the bandit camp location is. Oh,
1: I mentioned about the tr- the uh, tremors.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, we passed on all, all of all our all, info. Yeah, you've all yeah. passed on your <laughs> info. Is it
0: over over a m- steaming plate of stew and a flag and a veil.
3: Uh, did that cost me anything, by the way? Because sorry, I was ah, just
0: no, no. It was offered for free as part of Ark's a routing conditions. performance. <laughs>
3: oh, fair, enough,
2: fair yeah.
3: enough,
4: Oh yeah, Remy was away from the computer. Yeah. Yeah, I was
2: yeah, collecting yeah. food from the front door. Yeah. Front <laughs> the, joy, the joys of a that 20 performance, we just get the room for the night for free. Oh, nice. the best
0: room in the house. Mm-hmm.
4: And I got money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, that reminds me of that time I got paid to have potion supplies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, where would you like to go?
3: Um, Personal. Yeah. The farm. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Would I know how long the cleric would be in the temple for? Like,
0: well. Yeah, they'd be there most of the day and they'd probably retire just after sunset. So you've got a few hours.
3: Okay, well, I'm happy to go with everyone to the farm if that's where they would like to go first.
0: Yep, and Mm. Kitty, you wanted to go to the farm? Yes. All right, so finish your meal. Thank... Yes, Xenodermis?
1: uh, Xenodermis is going to go up to Garen and... uh hand over however
0: much for to give everyone a round xenodermis just takes the coins and he smiles and he says oh now everyone's gonna like you young man and as you leave as you walk out of the tavern you just hear xenodermis saying "A round on the snake charmer and then everyone cheers and that will cost you two gp And do that. Little do the patrons know one of them paid for
6: this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so you make your way to the outlying farms down the trail past Rurik's Forge towards where you have been told Bartholomew's farm is. You knock on the door of Bartholomew's farmhouse and... He opens it just to crack, and he says, Oh, oh, adventurers. Yes, I heard there'd been adventurers coming into town. Uh, uh, look, I dare not come out. The guards have already been here, but if you want to examine the paddock, uh, just head around the back and let yourself in. The rest of the cows are still there. I only lost one, but please, if you can catch the culprits who did this, I'll be very much obliged. Without waiting for you to even respond, he pulls the door shut. You hear him latching it on the other side. He's clearly too nervous to come out and Uh. is essentially waiting in his house for all of this to blow over. (laughs) Yeah. Little bugger. Yep. Oh, I guess
4: he's nervous because of people.
0: Yeah, well, Mm, he's had guards traipsing around in his paddock all day, and now adventurers are here, and he's lost a cow.
4: I've got a... not proficiency, specialisation in situational awareness.
0: Ah, yes, so go ahead, make an insight check. Yeah, I
4: want to... And add plus two to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on Okay, you so a six physical oh, so, oh, so as he, he So as Bartholomew Goes to shut the door You just see him nervously look from left to right And trying to peer over your shoulders As if to see if someone's there And then he just pulls the door shut <laughs> hmm.
3: um, Could I just Call through the door Yep Um Just one question, good sir, uh, did you see roughly how many of them there were?
0: (laughs) you hear him say from the other side, oh, too, too many to count, good sir, too, too, too many to count!
2: Okay, thank you. Can I look up in the direction he was, he was, like, glancing at?
0: Yes, Uh, and you can make a perception check, and this will be a spot check.
2: No, well, I'm still good with perception, even without that expertise. Uh,
0: sixteen. You see, the direction that he glanced at is apparently the paddock where he keeps his cows. You turn around and you can see a dead cow lying in the center of the paddock, two other cows grazing next to it, and a row of bushes runs along the back fence of the paddock. And this appears to be where he was staring, but. You do not see anything there. Hmm.
2: Well, might as well go have a look at
0: this uh, cow. As so you push open the uh, wooden uh, gate...
4: They haven't even removed the cow. It yeah. stinks.
0: It does yeah. stink. It's been here for That's several just... hours. And as you push open the gate, make your way into the paddock, you smell the stench of decay and death. There are already flies buzzing in a cloud around the cow. Bzzz. And the other two cows graze far away from it as far as far away as they possibly can
3: uh, the cattle herders the uh whatever their what's fu- well it's not cattle herder, uh, cattle wranglers. They mustn't be too good if they killed a
4: cow. Uh, well...
2: Yeah, you
4: know.
0: exactly. Did,
4: you, hear, did <laughs> you
2: think that weird... Hmm? Sorry, go. Yeah. I was gonna say did you hear weird rumours about odd wounds on the uh cow that were attacked so indeed
0: would someone like to examine the cow Uh,
4: i was just about to ask who our ranger was
2: (laughs) yo this is this is literally yeah it's gonna say everyone else is staying back to the dead cow folius is just gonna stride up without even
0: ranger please make
5: me in real life
0: (laughs) folius please make a medicine check and if you have a specialty in autopsy get a plus two yeah, no,
2: I don't even have proficiency in medicine, but i would still get a plus three to it. Uh, fifteen.
0: So you notice that, just as you were told, this cow appears to be covered in tiny pinprick wounds, as if somebody stabbed it to death with a twig. Perhaps most interesting of all, is you notice that none of the wounds are bleeding, and indeed, when you reach for your knife and make a small incision above one of the wounds, you notice that the cow has been drained of blood.
2: Well, that's that's a new one. Sort of just gets back to his feet, turns the rest, and goes, "This thing doesn't have any blood in it. I've never attacked it and sucked it dry." Hmm?
0: Perhaps not the work of bandits after all. Eh,
2: yeah. now that we're a little bit closer to where, can I make another roll to see where he was looking at before? Indeed, so another spot check. Go, area. Area. Go ahead. Okay. Can't we do any better than last time? Uh, no, it's only a, a 15 this time.
0: 15? That's, that's enough. I needed a 14. <laughs> so as you stand up and tell the others that the cow is drained, from blood, drained of blood, you hear rustling. Turn around and stare at the row of bushes, and you see a tiny shadow, almost like a little man, about half a foot tall, come darting out, running out into the field towards you. And that means that the enemy does not get a surprise round.
2: Oh, thank God. Hooray. Right. <laughs> I'm i I'm good at this, also crap. Mm. <laughs> Yay.
3: Actually it's a good thing that I didn't use my spell slot before. Oh dear god.
0: Okay, so <laughs> Folius, you're up first.
2: Uh hmm. so so I can I can so I can see what we're being attacked
0: by yeah? Yes Instantly you see at least eight of these tiny little men come darting out of the bushes and they almost look like effigies made out of twigs that have come to life, like little living voodoo dolls.
2: Okay. We're being attack, oh God, we're being attacked by tree people? All right, this stage just gets more and more interesting. Okay, well, bow's out. Mm-hmm. Take a shot, see if I can hit one of these things. Alright. Um, let's just start with the number five.
0: Alright, to the south, go ahead, oh, roll to God. hit it.
2: I was going to say, I, sorry, this is what I get for having my map zoomed in. I was going, wait, I only count five of them. Why do I have seen five, <laughs> six, seven, eight?
3: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: they're oh, coming the way, from both so sides.
2: Oh, in that
3: hey, case, probably, not. Would probably be the most likely to actually know what these are out of all of us. Yeah, I probably am. So yeah, I'll but you've never
0: seen these five. before.
2: Okay, uh, in that case, instead of number five, I might go to number two, since that's actually... Yep. Um, Oh, wow, nat
0: 20. Yeah, okay, Mm
2: -hmm. roll double. I'll take that. Eight plus three, come on, roll high. Damn, two, that's
0: ten points of piercing damage. Ten points of piercing damage. You fire an arrow hitting the twig blight, and it falls apart from the force of the arrow. So if
2: it looks and goes... The breeze afterwards, so I know we're, we're hunting here.
0: Xenodermis, it is your turn.
1: Okay. Um, so, Constrictor's over in the bushy areas because it's still giant yep. and sluggish, and yeah. So, going to get him to wait there so that, if, like, something comes closer, he can sort of try and constrict it since he can't really move.
0: Yep. So, if anything comes past these bushes to the east, he will try to constrict it.
1: Yes. And then just going to pull out the, my crossbow and go for number
0: four. Yep,
1: go ahead. Or go to, go to run over towards the easter bits. Yep, so uh, you. Between those trees. So, sort of try and encourage people if they come this way that, to go past. So, you yep. can go for number four. Go ahead. That is an 18 plus
0: 4 is a 22. That's a hit. Roll your damage. And that
1: is 7 plus 2 is 9 points of
0: damage. Fire a crossbow bolt, shattering the twig blight to pieces. It is the enemy's turn. Twig blights one and three dash out towards the cow that's grazing in the field, flailing their little twig-like arms. And the first one hits the cow for three points of damage. And the second one hits the cow for five points of damage. And the cow just groans in pain. As... You see little pinprick wounds appear on its hide, and it begins to bleed. Uh,
2: I think we found our culprits.
0: Twig blights 5 and 7 run forwards towards the other cow, flailing their little twig-like arms. They both manage to hit the cow, and they deal 10 points of damage to it. Once again, drenching its hide in blood. Twig Blight Mm. six dashes towards Uck, flailing its arms, and against Uck, it rolls a 14. Does that hit Uck?
4: Rude! Yes.
0: It did hit you. Oh, okay. So it slashes you with its tiny twig claws, and you take five points of piercing damage. What? Yeah. Twig Blight Six comes running up towards Gang, flailing its little claws and it nat twenties.
2: Oh, oh god.
0: Hitting Gang for six points of damage.
2: Jesus Christ. Okay. Mm,
3: you okay. see.
0: You see a larger twig man, about a head taller than the others, run out into the field. A needle blight. It raises its arm, points it at Xenodermis, and fires a spine at him. That is a 16 to hit. That does hit. So Xenodermis, that is 10 points of damage.
2: Ow. Jesus Christ. You doing okay? Uh, hurting
1: a lot.
0: <laughs> Needleblight one runs forwards, points his hand at Folius, and fires a spine. And that is a six. Folius ducks, and the spine sails over his head.
3: Oh.
0: It is Gang's turn. Right.
3: Um. Gang's gonna pull out the shield and the scimitar. Yep. Um, and he's just going to hit... A twig, Blight, 8? That's in front of him, hopefully. Yep, go ahead. No, oh, that is a 15.
0: That is a hit. Roll your damage.
3: Uh, scimitar is a d6. Where's my d6 Oh, that was max damage. That is
0: nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. You bring your scimitar down on the little twig man, scattering him in two.
3: Um, as a bonus action, I don't know whether I would be allowed to do this because I'm holding a shield and a scimitar. I can't grab a dagger and throw it, can I? No, I'd need to actually hold s- it in my offhand. Yeah. Okay.
0: It is Ox's um, turn. Oh, unless you want to move somewhere.
3: Uh, no, because I can't move without getting attacked by Twig Blight Six. And yep, that could be very bad. So it is Uxt oh, turn. Unless potions are bonus actions. Aren't yeah,
0: they? potions are bonus yeah. actions.
3: I'm going to drink my potion then.
0: Good idea. And now it is Uxt uh, turn. That
4: was five, two, seven health. Awesome. I, I was. <laughs> I forgot I was muted. I was going. You should move. Yes. <laughs> you should move. <laughs>
0: But he'd get an attack of opportunity, so... Oh, fuck. Uh, I
4: can't just move around the outside of this thing, can I? You
0: can. You can do this. If you want. Flank it. Yeah, as long
2: as you don't like, actively get outside of it, so. Yeah, I just
4: wanted to get out of uh, range of the others.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this would be fine. You just move around um, to the other side of it.
4: Also, whose turn is it next?
0: Ogdolph's. Yours, and then me All right, after.
4: first... First of all, you get your bardic inspiration,
0: so there's a d6. Yep. Um, nice. And now I'm gonna thunderclap. Ooh, nice. Thunderclap the twig blight six. You strum your lyre, letting out a thundering sound. And that is going to be. Each creature within range other than you must make a constitution save 100 feet away. So.
4: Oh, no, it's within five feet. Oh, no, within
0: I five think. feet. Yeah, that's right. For yeah, it's so just him. Yeah. So it's going to make a constitution save. That is an eight. It fails. Go ahead and roll your damage. All right,
4: do I add my spell attack bonus to that? Ah, uh, no. No, so it's
0: just 1d6? Just 1d6.
4: Five. Wait, five,
0: yeah. Five? As the thundering sound hits the twig blight, it blasts it away, and it scatters (laughs) to the wind.
4: Nice.
0: It is Ogdolf's turn.
5: Alright. So, we've got a couple of people with some
0: wounds, yeah. Yes, Xenodermis the most. (laughs) Oh yeah, and and, and,
2: uh, the bard of the
0: sorcerer
4: yeah go three hit
5: points (laughs) so so i guess i'll uh i'll do the responsible cleric thing and move uh in between these two guys next to me yep Uh, forget everybody's names folius and
0: uh yeah folius um, and gang
5: just to kind of hang out between them (laughs) and uh i would like to cast cure wounds on Xenodermis.
0: Yep. So you move up to him, touch him to cure him. So that's 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier. Yeah.
5: So that's going to be this die right here. Alright. It's the last chance you have to do good new dice, otherwise I'm going to use the computer (laughs) dice. Uh, That is a 3 plus my wisdom modifier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So is that is another three. Uh, six is not bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll <don't> take <think> that. <laughs> at level, at level, one six is like life saving.
0: Okay, <laughs> it is the cow's <laughs> turn. So cow number one. Oh,
5: do I get, I get uh, uh, a bonus action. Right? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You do get a bonus action. Yep.
5: So my bonus action, I'll burn my other spell slot and, and cast, healing
0: cast healing word. word on, uh, on Ach, Ach. Ach. Yeah, Ach. all right, good. So that's one D four plus your wisdom modifier. And
4: hey.
5: that is a four. Nice. So that's
0: nice. a nice. So seven, yeah.
5: Plus my wisdom.
0: Yeah, seven. Seven HP, Yay. good.
4: Life, life that that brings me back up to my full eight. Lovely. <laughs> so
0: cow number one instinctually kicks out with its hooves. And it actually hits the twig blight and deals five points of damage, crushing it underfoot. Oh cow.
2: Jesus. Damn, that cow's pissed.
0: While cow number two does the opposite and decides to run away towards oh. Xenodermis, getting attacks of opportunity from the two twig blights there. One of them hits it, the other does not. And the cow takes five points of damage. And this cow just goes Aah! as it keels over and s- slides through Slides through the grass, dead. It is now Folius's turn.
4: Uh, okay,
2: well I was originally going to say, oh no, we need to protect the cows, but cow 1 seems to be handling it itself. nicely. It, it seems to be holding up pretty well, so I'm going to go and try my luck against the Needle light. Yep,
0: you're going to go hit it with your scimitars.
2: Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, pull them bad boys out, let's go.
0: Yeah. Alright, go ahead.
2: Alright, first one's gonna be. Plus five does. It's a 14 hit it.
0: It sure does.
2: Ooh, lucky. Is that not doing anything? Ooh, that's max damage. That's gonna be nine slashing.
0: Yep. It's still up.
2: And I'm gonna hit it with my second uh, uh, offhand attack as a bonus
0: action. It sure is. You don't add your modifier to this one.
2: No, so that's. So that's
0: just a d20 to hit, yeah? Yep, just a d20. Plus your proficiency, you just don't add your modifier. Uh,
2: okay. Oh, okay. I don't believe I need to, because that's a soft 20 to hit.
0: Yep, so roll your damage. Yeah,
2: that's just a flat d6 for damage, or is it still a d6? Just a
0: flat d6. Alright,
2: well that's still five more points of slashing damage. Yep,
0: so you bring your second scimitar down on the needle blight's torso, and it groans and falls to the ground as a pile of twigs.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice it is. With the, with the Yep, swords. ha-ha,
0: my signature move. It is it Xenodermis' turn?
1: Okay, so, very annoyed at how much he got hit, mm. is going to turn towards the other blight. And then pulls out a diamond out of his pockets and then casts Chromatic Orb.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: With fire damage.
0: Ooh, yes. So a a four-inch sphere of glowing energy flies out of your hand towards the Twig Blight. Go ahead, make a ranged spell attack.
1: That is a twenty-one.
0: That is a hit. Roll your damage.
1: Oof.
0: Okay, come on. That's a seven plus six is
1: thirteen plus five is eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, fire
0: damage. As the orb hits the needle blight, it bursts into flame and is cinders within a second.
1: And as you look at Xenodermis, like, on his human-looking face, just a couple of golden scales start to appear through the disguise.
0: Mm-hmm. is the enemy's turn. Twig Blight 5 runs towards Ark, flailing its claws. And that Ooh. is... A 16 to hit, unfortunately, for Ux, So that yep. is it
2: on the it's...
0: three points of piercing damage. And then oh, Twig the Blight, Twig Blight seven rushes towards Gang, makes a claw attack, and that is a nine. So Gang holds out his shield, and the little creature can't move past it. Twig Blight one is going to make a claw attack on the cow. And that is a 10. It hits the cow and deals two points of damage. The cow looks severely hurt but is still standing. And it is now Gang's turn.
2: Gang is
3: going to attack the blight in front of him. Yep. Oh, fuck. Oh, there's my nat one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you swing at the little twig blight and he darts forwards and you just cut the air in front of him.
3: And then, uh, can I swap out my shield for a dagger as my free action?
0: You sure can. You need to throw a dagger at him.
3: I'm going to throw the dagger at number five. Yep. Yeah, because Ark is there. Yep.
0: Go ahead. Roll to hit.
3: And now because I'm, this is okay. Another... Uh, throwing a dagger is dexterity, isn't it? It is
0: Dex. Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh. Okay, not using the stars anymore. That was another nat one. <laughs> oh, God.
0: another nat one.
3: No. <laughs> the tree blood just eats the oh, dice. fine now.
0: Yeah, so I'm actually. Because you got two in a row and it's a special occasion. As you go to (laughs) hurl the dagger towards Ark, the tree blight in front of you rushes forwards and gets an attack of opportunity on you, taking advantage of you being distracted.
3: Yeah, Yeah, fair enough.
0: And he rolls a 16, and just in time, you whirl around and use your sword to bat him out of the way.
3: Actually, no, I wouldn't because my armor class oh. is 15 without
0: your shield. Oh yeah, shield. without your shield. So you take four points uh, uh, of piercing damage. Know,
3: I am going
0: to use my reaction to cast shield. Yeah, to
3: cast
0: shield. Yeah. <laughs> so he sl- he so slashes at you and then he's repelled by a magical force. And it is now us turn. Surprised you didn't make
4: me get impaled by that dagger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nope, that would be yep, mean. Yep. You're only first level. <laughs>
2: We have plenty of
4: opportunities to get screwed. was gonna say we have plenty of opportunities to get screwed over later. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I will. I guess I, I a cow can't really use uh bardic inspiration.
2: No, a cow either. can't use body inspiration. <laughs> uh, I Damn
1: like it. the idea though. Damn. Nice, nice try. <laughs>
4: um. I guess I'll give it to to gang.
0: Yep. Because he obviously Thank needs you. it. It doesn't, it doesn't. It won't help if I roll another net
4: one. But thank you. Sorry, Pikachu is going off in the background. <laughs>
0: I can hear him. He, he's uh, enjoying this.
2: The birds are enjoying the. Fire. Oh,
4: it's getting. It's. He thinks it's bedtime. It's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the clock change. Um, food. I will. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna smack this uh, twig, twig blight with my, your rapier. With my rapier.
0: Go ahead. That's 23. That's a hit, roll your damage. <laughs> uh, plus
4: one. That's five damage.
0: Five damage, you pierce its heart with your rapier and as it dangles off the edge of your blade, you just smack it into the ground, shattering it. It Bye, is the- twig. It is the cow's turn, and this cow seems to want to fight, so it kicks out against the Twig Blight in front of it. And at nat 20s... <laughs> <laughs> Man,
2: what the hell? We gotta bring this cow... Mad in. cow. It deals 9 points of
0: damage fama. to the Twig Blight and crushes it underfoot. Okay, and it, somebody
2: talk to the farmer. Can we keep this cow?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it is now Folius' turn.
2: Um, yeah, okay? I...
3: Honorary
4: party
2: member. (laughs) I was gonna say, can I make this cow a retainer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just gonna casually just slip it in between everybody else, just slip past Gengo. Sorry, coming through, killing stuff now, and just go whack this other twig blight with a sword. Yep. Or Scimitar, Either other. Uh wow, this twig has some ridiculous luck. I just rolled a two. So uh does a seven hit.
0: It does not. The Twig sees you okay. coming and it just turns around and starts running in the opposite direction.
2: Hey, 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 hey. I stood up my backhand <laughs> and so I'll find leave. Okay, so that's better. That's another soft 20. That's a hit. And that's four points of
0: damage. Luckily, Twig Plight's only a four HP. So you chase hey. after it, bringing your second scimitar down and crushing its head.
2: Ugh. <sighs>
0: And combat is over.
2: Yeah, I feel this is going Bray. to go over to one of those needle blights and give it a look over.
0: Yep, I'd like you to make a nature check, please.
2: Oh, thank god, because in an investigation we would have had problems. Alright, for nature. Uh, that is... Nature, nature, nature. That's two. Uh, so
0: 14. 14, and what is your specialisation in nature?
2: In nature, it is the d- d- so I'm guessing not yeah. what this thing is.
0: But that's okay, because 14 was exactly what you required. So, you're not quite sure what to make of these strange creatures. At first, it looked like they were maybe man-made, like little living voodoo dolls, but... You notice the configuration of the twigs and the way they fit together. It's almost like these twigs are little bones, and indeed, inside each of the dead creatures, you find what you can only assume is a heart, a tiny little red organ about the size of a cherry.
2: Does anyone mind if I keep these weird little red things? I oh, look into these things. This is weird. <laughs> he finishes looking it over. He's going to pluck one of the smaller twigs, or just a thin twig, and just put it in his mouth as he finishes looking it over.
0: Here. Oh. Yep. yep.
2: While he's doing
3: that, if he's going to go through all the twigs and get the berry, hmm. would that take 10 minutes?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, well, I was going to say you all get a short rest and oh, okay. you That's can spend now. a hit dice to recover health, but new in this campaign, you can also spend a hit dice to recover a spell slot.
3: I get my spell
2: slots back anyway.
3: So you generally <laughs> won't be
0: choosing <laughs> short to. rests in this campaign. I'll be telling uh, you when to do it and it will usually be after every two fights.
2: Which one? Okay. So how many of those little red things do I get?
0: So, uh, eight. Eight of them.
2: Okay. See so him casually wander back of the group, just uh, gets back up, dusts off his... i uh, should probably mention what he's actually wearing, cause I haven't mentioned anything about him at this <laughs> point. And just sort of like, yeah, well-worn leather boots, tan pants, just a... Uh, he's got just a regular cloth shirt on, his you know, cloth armor, I don't know really how to describe that, and then just a green sort of vest over the top of it, just uh, dust himself off, comes back with a twig in his mouth and just... Yeah, weird little red things in his bag, going, I've no idea what to use these on, but it's not every day you have to fight living tree creatures, so, you yeah, know, could come in handy.
0: <laughs> As you catch your breath, you see Bartholomew nervously peering out through the front window of his house, and when he sees that the combat is over front door of his house opens and he comes darting out to the edge of the field and he looks around his eyes wide, his eyes wide, his hair wild, and he says, well, you, you killed them all and, oh, oh dear, Bessie's been killed, but, but Cassie is still alive. Oh, Cassie, you were always the angry cow and little did I know it would pay off on this day.
2: Yeah, that's an angry cow you got over there. Wait, did you know those things were out there, by the way?
0: He nods. He says, oh, I've been trying to... I've been warding the guards away from the paddock all day. I was hoping that if if everyone just gave them a wide berth, eventually they would leave. I was too afraid to point out they were there because I thought maybe they could hear me. At
3: this point, you guys see that... Um, Gang was pulling out his coin purse to ask how much a cow costs to <laughs> give this guy money to buy a new cow, and it's he just exactly slowly
2: does. puts it back now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, they exactly weren't exactly friendly sorts, but, you know, that's a sign or a hint of somewhere
0: but nice. He just shrugs, and he says, Well... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I saw how you were dressed, and, well, uh, I thought you could handle it, and and you did, and you even saved one of my my cows. Uh, Maybe I'll have something to sell before the winter after all. He says, please, uh, have this as my thanks. He reaches into his shirt pocket and holds out a scroll of rolled up parchment.
2: Is he offering it to anyone in particular? He's or? just holding
0: it out. Whoever wants to take it. Yoink! Yep. So Ark just I reaches don't
2: out. Like one person who doesn't have magic on
0: them at the moment. Ark oh, just, just snatches it out of his hand and Ark You unroll it and it's a scroll of magic missile.
2: Ooh.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. So
0: Bartholomew just uh, bows and blushing. He says, "Again, uh, my my apologies." Uh. I would have warned you if I could, but I didn't know what they were capable of, and oh dear, uh, I have. Pre-
4: That's more reason to warn people.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, I, I understand that now, but uh, well, clearly you didn't require warning.
3: How? Would have been nice. <laughs> I uh, mean, I've got good well, noise. sir, uh, how much do cows and bulls go for on the market?
0: This is this a good cow, like, like Cassie over there? Uh, ten gold pieces.
3: And uh, I hesitate to ask, how much for a bull?
0: This is bull? Uh, well, good breeding stock is more expensive, but you know, they don't produce milk and so they go for slightly less as uh, six gold. Uh, He says you wouldn't be interested in purchasing Cassie, would you? The ten gold would certainly keep my family fed over the winter.
4: I wanna. Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 I thought we were offering the money Uh, so he could get like a replacement cow. But okay, I didn't realize we were. I I was. I (laughs) something in mind. Does (laughs) Does Ach
3: actually want to buy the cow though?
4: Can we have the cow?
0: If you want the cow, you could buy the cow.
4: I want the cow. (laughs) (laughs) What are we gonna do with the cow?
0: Hey, this cow knows how to fight, apparently.
2: I was going to say, She can give
4: us milk, in a, in she can a... kill yeah. the bad guys. <laughs> can
0: give you milk and also you can use it as a pack animal.
4: Yeah, I was about to say she can carry stuff. I've only got eight strength. I need, I need a pack horse. Fair, fe- right, fe- You
0: can
2: know, ride her. Look, you know what? Screw it. I'm in, I'm in on this. I got money. I don't even, I don't even know that much shit about money. So I'll happily go, eh, okay.
1: Dino's just over there with his newly
0: named the Constrictor. Dias the Constrictor. Bartholomew just looks over and he says, "Uh, If you are going to buy her, a bit of advice, uh, please, uh, keep her away from large snakes. Uh, Snakes and cows, don't mix. (laughs) Uh,
2: Just immediately Uh, side-eyes. Xenodermis
1: just looks over and again you just see, because none of the others would have seen this yet because the the disguise, yeah, they're just... Mm. Little bits of gold streaking through.
0: Just death. I mm.
4: wonder if I would have noticed yet.
0: Perhaps. Uh, so definitely...
4: I am a master of disguise. Yes.
0: So, I so, would say um, Ark has almost certainly noticed that the disguise is starting to uh, fail.
2: I mean, uh, I have proficiency in the disguise kit. <laughs>
0: yeah, but enough. you... You have yeah, proficiency, but you're not... You know, you, you aren't as... Worldly, yeah. perhaps, as Ark is.
4: That's and my, um. That's fair. My deception uh, specialty uh, is yeah. disguises. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ark, they're I'd they're say they're almost,
0: almost as certainly notice that the disguise is starting to fall off. So shall we say, five gold pieces from Ark and five from Folius? Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, alright, let's buy a fucking cow. So you hand Boy. the money to
0: Bartholomew <laughs> and he takes it and shoves it away in his coat, and he just looks over, and he says, Well, uh, uh, Cassie's yours. Uh, Please, uh, take care of her. Be careful. She bites. Uh, Milking her can be quite an ordeal. But uh, I suppose that's your problem now. (laughs) Have a good day, adventurers. Cheerio. And with that, he just turns and dances Um. back to his farmhouse and goes inside, pulling the door shut, and... And a few seconds later, you hear from inside his hut someone shouting, Woohoo!
6: We can buy a new roof with that!
2: Aww. Aww we helped. Alright, let's go have a look at our new cow. We have to name it or anything. So,
0: her while her you. So. Her while name. you have Cassie with you, you can use her to hold items. And she can carry. Up to eight slots worth of items. Okay, all right. One's
2: down.
0: Additionally, you may milk her while you're travelling with an animal handling check, and if you are successful, you will provide enough milk to substitute one day's worth of rations for one person, or for everyone. For one person.
1: I know that my animal friendship that I've got is mostly with snakes. Can I use it, like, attempt to use it I, on you know, other? Sure Your you racial really ability? No,
0: it's only snakes. snakes. It is, um,
1: yeah, so I just wanted to check. That. Yeah. yeah. So, so Cassie really the cow just similar. tilts yeah. her
0: head and looks at her new owners and says, "Moo." Mmm. <laughs> I <laughs> want to pat largest. the cow. Same here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is our bard just going to ride into every town? On a cow. Fuck cow <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. What was, what
2: was the milk
3: thing again? Just so you can part, use
0: an animal handling check to day. milk her once per day. And if you're successful, that will substitute rations for one person for one day.
2: Hmm. One ration, one person. So now for the obvious question, who here has animal handling? Don't you? I Rangers? do. I'm just thinking if anyone else has one or if I'm just I mean I'm in charge of cow <laughs> the cow milking, aren't I? Yep, you're the cow milker. I'm in charge of
0: keeping snakes
1: away from the
2: cow.
0: Yeah, Alrighty he's going to keep his Get snakes away. Yeah, All
2: like, right, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, Cassie, We like Cassie. Um,
1: Xenodermis is going to go over and knock on The door?
0: Yep. So you knock on the door and suddenly the whooping and celebrating inside stops. You hear Bartholomew call out, "Uh, Yes, do you need help to harness her or something?
1: No, I just noticed that you now have lost more than one cow and uh, here's five gold because we were not able to protect the rest of them.
0: Oh, oh, so kind of you, sir. The door opens and Bartholomew just basically wobbles back and forth in excitement as you hand him the coins and he says, Oh, I'll tell everyone in town. The adventurers are good folk. You can expect someone to buy you a drink next time you're in the Old Bore Inn. Oh, oh, you're such wonderful folk. Little does he know that those five gold pieces came from the town seat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Suckers.
4: <laughs> well, mine was legitimate for once. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he shuts the door once again, and then a few seconds later, you hear a female voice shouting,
5: "Woohoo! That's an
6: extra room of the house."
2: Maybe buy a cow to replace the old one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, you've determined something about who's attacking the cattle, and I think you can safely determine that it's not bandits. No. So...
3: Although, one of the cattle got taken away.
0: Hmm. Well, no, it was killed and its blood was drained.
3: Oh, I thought they said that the cow was taken. Yeah, he
0: lost a cow, as in it died.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Damn the English language. (laughs) Yes,
6: it's fun like that.
0: (laughs) So, do you still want to visit the temple and inquire about the bandit camp?
3: Yeah, it would probably be best.
2: Because we were hired to get rid of bandits. Yep. um, I might... Oh well, people are checking the temple. Uh, do we have to buy anything for for Cassie, as far as, like you know, nope. food or you know well, stuff? To she um... will
0: consume one ration's worth of food herself.
4: She <laughs> so. just eat grass.
0: Oh well, yeah. If if you're in a place, if you're in a place where there's lots of grass and yeah she you, you can just graze so oh, but I, I mean, if like, you're making your uh, way through uh, like mountains or something then yeah you'll yeah. have to feed her but no she doesn't require anything she's already harnessed up she's got a cowbell huh.
2: oh awesome okay yay right. I, I, make, need I was more just checking cowbell. to make sure <laughs> yep got more cowbell <laughs> mm-hmm. i was just checking to make sure if we need like you know bags or anything for her to, so she can carry stuff but no if we're all good then then everybody goes to the temple
0: well the idea is you'll use some of your bags you already have So you make your way back into town with Ark grabbing the lead that is attached to Cassie's collar and leading her back into town. And when you pass the old boar Inn, you come to a hitching post, usually used for horses. And Ark ties up Cassie in front of the hitching post and As you begin to make your way towards the temple, you see a couple of townspeople pass by. Looks of puzzlement on their faces as they see a cow hitched up in front of the trough where normally travellers would leave their horses.
4: Yeah, well, I'm gonna get leather and leather tools and make her a collar that says Cassie. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cassie says as you round the corner and make your way towards the Temple of Palor, which in this town is nothing more than A large wooden house that's been converted into a temple. It's likely that the priest lives here and practices out of their own house. You see the holy symbol of Pallor nailed up on a sign above the door that swings in the wind. This holy symbol, of course, being... Let me consult my own primer here. A circle (laughs) with six outwardly radiating points symbol of the sun because of course pallor is the god of the sun at least in this part of the world the priest is still conducting his business the front door of the house is open and you can just make out on the other side of the door what was once a lounge room or den that's been converted into a sort of mini-church. A couple of pews scattered across the wooden floor and a makeshift altar at the back with Pallas' symbol carved into it. And the priest is just standing behind the altar, his face buried in a large leather-bound book. Uh, I'm the
3: one that... Got it, I will... I will... Walk up to him and go. Uh, are you Dem?
0: The little half, the little blonde-haired halfling looks up from the book and then he jumps a little to see fire When he sees five adventurers gathering in his tiny church, and he says, Well Yeah, yes, I, I am Dem. Indeed, indeed, I am
6: I Dem
0: heard. Corky Knackles. Priest of Palor, at your service! And then he leaps from behind the altar and takes a bow, his green robes flowing on the ground behind him.
3: Pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm Gang. Uh, These are the fellow adventurers that I'm travelling with. We have been hired to rid this town of the bandits. I heard from Rurik that you, perchance, might know
0: where their camp is located? I might have, he says. As the Lord of Agriculture and the Bountiful Harvest, Palor commands me to alleviate suffering wherever I find it. I happen to have a cleric spell or two up my sleeve and thought I would follow them one day, and I... He trails off as he notices your pale skin in the sunlight, realises what you are, and then sees this collection of people behind you. And he frowns. And he says, Just wait a moment. Who are you exactly? And he
3: frowns. We are... Adventurers, we are people from various backgrounds. We banded together to take the job of ridding this town of its problems.
0: Well, that's all well and good, says Dem. Except the last adventurers who set off to find the bandits did not return. And, well, I could hardly forgive myself if I sent another group off to their deaths.
3: Well, we've already dealt with one group, and... We've dealt with the attacks on the farms, I think we are well equipped to defend ourselves at least a little bit, don't you?
0: Please make a persuasion check. Uh, This will be etiquette, and you may get advantage because of your noble background.
3: Of course. Uh, So that is 17
0: plus... 24. Dem looks you up and down and he nods and he says, Well, to tell you the truth, you do look a tad more capable than the last lot. Well, I'll tell you this. I did follow the bandits out of town last time they attacked. They raided some grain from some of the outlying farms and I followed them to a camp in the wooded hills about a day northwest of here.
3: Camp in wooded hills one day northwest.
0: So I will just switch to the map of the Alseer Vale. So you can actually see. So, you know where the Sunless Citadel is. It is here on the Ashen Plain. And the spot oh, that the no. priest seems to be directing you is here.
3: Oh, mm. okay. Interesting, interesting. Mm. Well, they did they did say that, uh, the bandits have been seen roving from the
0: Sunless Citadel. Is well, that no, what that's said? what the previous adventurers believed, but there's no actual uh-huh, proof okay. of that. Okay.
6: Uh, okay.
0: Dem okay, uh, Dem clasps his hands together and says, "Please, if you're going to go after them, be extremely careful. They're tenacious. They're a tenacious lot." And sadly, a couple of the Guardsmen have already perished fighting against them.
3: It's, hmm. uh... The Guardsmen have perished fighting against them.
0: This says, yes. Well, they have to defend the town, it's their job, their lot in life, and these bandits seem tougher than most. At this point, Xenodermis steps forwards and says, I heard about tremors happening, plaguing the townsfolk. Do you think there's a connection between this and the bandits? Dem thinks for a moment, and then he shrugs, and he says, Well, I'm not sure if there's a connection, but yes, we've been troubled by earth tremors for quite some time now. They happen without warning, and... We can't think of any cause. I speak to Pelor and ask him for guidance, and he simply tells me that the elements are in balance. Uh, The elements are imbalanced. Hmm. Which leads me to believe that perhaps the tremors have a not-so-natural cause. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Is there anything else you'd like to ask of him?
2: Um, what, well, um, one of the adventurers that went missing, they said he was, um, a paladin
0: Indeed, yes! I mean, he came by here to ask for a blessing before he left. What was it you wished to know about him?
2: I mean, I know he's from... A tan a town of salt the source, but anything else you could possibly tell us about
0: him? Well, here, to hear him tell, he comes from the town of Hillwatch, far to the north. Hmm. I hear there are troubles up that way as well, but then again, where are there not troubles these days? Ever since the Narathi Empire came to an end, we've all had to fend for ourselves. Um... Hmm.
2: Don't think
0: there's anything else I can ask about it. He says he carried a holy weapon. He said it was blessed by Pelor himself, a sword he referred to as Shatterspike. And indeed, there did seem to be something interesting about this sword. It constantly glowed. An aura of bright light around it, wherever he carried it.
2: Huh. Well, then, this is my next question. I was going to ask about that. So, how would he have possibly fallen? I mean, magic, I mean, magic weapons aren't exactly easy to come by.
0: Well, I asked him where he acquired it. He said it was a gift from his order. Unfortunately, for all of its power, it obviously could not protect him in the end. I feel if he at least survived his ordeal, he would have returned by now. Hmm.
2: Tad troubling, that is. Well, that's all the questions I have. Anyone else got anything? Uh,
3: he told us where the camp is, so I'm good. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So you thank him for his time, and he clasps his hands and says, May Pallor bless you. bless you if you require healing or any other priestly care, you know where to find me. And you step out of the temple building back onto the streets of Oakhurst. The sky above is starting to turn orange. It is late in the afternoon and within the hour, the sun will have set. Perhaps it is time to retire to your room in the tavern.
1: Before getting back to the tavern, Xenodermis is going to just go up to the side and touch up his uh, disguise. Disguise.
0: Yep. I'd like you to make a roll with your disguise check, please
1: uh that's just the disguise kit not the disguise kit
0: yeah just the disguise kit so just d20 plus proficiency
1: uh that's a 17 plus proficiency uh is two so 19.
0: 19 yep so you let everyone else head head ahead of you down the road and then you duck in the shadows along about at the side of the temple and reapply your disguise and then step out into the waning sunlight with it intact. You catch up to the others and when you reach the old boar inn you realize that somebody has taken Cassia's side into the stable right next to the inn and she is now quite gleefully licking sugar from a bag that's been tied around the post in front of her
2: good answer because you started that conversation with someone had taken cassie it's like oh good this is where our campaign's going now murder everyone to get cow back.
0: <laughs> she sees you approach session, okay. <laughs> she sees you approach and she just tilts her head and lets out a mm. you all give her a pat on the head and then head into the old bore inn. It's just as rowdy as it was before, perhaps even more so. It's now dinner time. You hear the clatter of plates and glasses. And you order another pot of stew for yourselves and then retire for the night to the room that was granted to you for free. The key, the key unlocks. to go
1: around the back so that it doesn't go through the...
0: Yeah, through, through the, the building. Through the building. And... Ark's key unlocks the room upstairs and, well, it's not the best room you've been in, but it's the best the old boar Inn has to offer. And that is, it's a room with six beds, they have mattresses, pillows and blankets, and they are not a part of the common room that takes up most of the second floor, where other patrons sleep on old Hessian sacks made into makeshift beds on the floor Mm. so before you retire for the night is there anything anyone would like to do
2: before i retire not really i mean i'll probably up earlier than anyone else anyway so i'll do stuff when i wake up Mm. is
1: there any way of getting dirt deus into the room or is it you said it was second floor, didn't
0: you? Yeah, second floor. So he might have to sleep coiled up is in there, the bushes outside the stable tonight. Is
1: there a tree or something outside? Yeah,
0: that? there's a bush. There's bushes next to the stable. So he might just coil up with strict orders to leave the cow alone.
1: If there's no tree that I can get him in the window,
0: then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to hydrate. I want
4: to I talk to... <laughs>
0: You to talk to Xenodermis? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm
4: sorry. Xenodermis. I just want to side eye and be like, I know.
2: <laughs> we know what you are. Yes,
0: yeah, so as you as Don't you know sit we, down, I. as you know, sit know. down on your bed and start fluffing up your pillow, you just shoot an eye long glance to Xenodermis and say, I know what you are.
1: She she knows that I'm hiding something.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, but do you know I'm hiding something?
3: <laughs> no, I don't.
2: Know. I know that you know, but do you know that I know that you know?
6: <laughs>
3: the funny and, thing uh, is, uh, all of you could reveal your secrets, and my guy would just be like, nothing's yeah. happening. Yeah. I've got a negative one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know i just, like,
3: just be like, when did you get a green
4: costume?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that looks realistic as shit. Yeah. So
4: it's like Remy in real life.
0: So so Folius, as soon as you enter the room, Folius just climbs up onto his bed, crosses his legs, closes his eyes, and is meditating. (laughs) Yeah. Ogdolf <laughs> probably staggers into the room half drunk with a half full flag and a veil still in his hand that he finishes off with a swig and then just collapses face first on his bed and he's just snoring immediately.
3: I... Uh, down in the main room of the tavern, I want to stay there... Until I don't know what uh probably like nine o'clock, I guess. Yep. And see if
0: the mayor comes in for the night. See if the mayor comes in for the night. Very well. Yeah. So I would like you to please make a perception check, and this will be a <laughs> spot check.
3: Uh, was I love that I've just been talking about I have a negative one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe you should have nudged the guy with the good perception to come with since only four hours well, it's only
3: like a chance thing, like, you yeah, know, if it happens, it happens, happens, if it doesn't happen. Uh, that would be a five stone. Yeah, yeah, so, so you,
0: you, when everyone else goes upstairs to the room, you stay downstairs and you order a three-course meal for yourself and drinks to go along with it. And you just sit there alone at the table, slowly consuming your meal loitering around and eventually the patrons start to disperse they say good night to each other some of them stagger out of the stagger out of the tavern out into the night and the man with the deck of cards just shrugs places his deck of cards into a pouch and then leaves and as he leaves he gives you a sly eye knowing that you were with the man who stole his patronage today
3: yeah. and yeah. soon bet, yeah, I completely that.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, soon it's just you and Garen and Garen comes over he sees you're still hovering over your half-eaten meal and he says is everything to your liking sir
3: oh yes the food is quite nice I was just seeing if an opportunity would arise if I stay here long enough apparently it has not
0: a, he raises an eyebrow and says, oh?
3: oh? I just heard there might be a business opportunity.
0: Oh, very well. He says, well, I'll refill your drink, and then within the hour, I too will retire to bed, I'm afraid. So uh, last no, call, no, if there's anything else much you much. require.
3: Uh, no, thank nothing. Just a refill of the drink would be great, and... I won't be too much longer, thank you.
0: You refill his drink. He refills your drink and then he watches you for a few more minutes and then heads into the room behind the bar and either the mayor doesn't come in or you just don't spot him when he does. Within the hour, you see the lights in the back room go off and then you decide to retire to bed yourself. Oh well. So you all get a long rest.
3: You
0: get a long rest, and you awaken the next morning well rested. Uh, Folius, you have four hours before everyone else gets up. Would you like to do anything?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Folius is going to go down. I'll go actually head outside and go um, give. Well, first give milking Cassie a try and see if he's <laughs> any good at it.
0: So the cow looks at you and she goes mmm, as you approach and then she sees the look on your face, knows what you're going to do, and then bares her teeth and sort of gives you an angry. Mmm. Okay. Look,
2: easy, easy. We're just going to give this So
0: make an animal handling check and if you have animal empathy, you get a plus two.
2: Ah, dang. No, I, ha- I have writing. But that's okay. We're going to try this anyway. Uh,
0: is a 15 going to get me bitten? 15. So, you walk into the stable, you pull out, pull a wooden stool up next to her, sit down, and as she bares her teeth and moos a warning again, you reach forwards carefully towards her udders and try to milk her. She kicks out with a hoof, dealing one point of bludgeoning damage to you and knocking you off your stool.
2: Uh, yeah, alright. Fair, fair cop. You know what, I'm just gonna, just gonna do some morning exercises instead. <laughs> On the other side of the stable, away from you. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> you climb up out of the hay in which you're sprawled, give her a greasy look, and then head outside to begin your morning exercises. This
2: is fine. We're... we're, we're... You'll come around eventually. I'm just glad no one
0: else saw that. The rest of you eventually awaken, and when you come downstairs, you find that Garon has prepared an exquisite breakfast banquet for you all in honor of Milady. He says as he places plates groaning with bacon, scrambled eggs, and sausages on the table, all steaming in front of you.
4: And I
0: shall
4: stretch. Mm. Yeah. As you stretch, sit,
0: as you stretch <laughs> sit down, and dig in, Garen watches you, and you can't help but feel almost as if you were being given your last meal before you go off to your deaths. Yeah. Indeed, and considering what yeah. happened to the last adventurers, perhaps this is what Garen expects is about to that happen, happen to you. <laughs>
2: As he's giving everyone else the pitying oh you poor dead fools, yeah this is about the point where Follis just sort of comes in slightly looking like he's been working out a little bit, just sits down starts eating like, yep, yeah, morning, pulls up stool, starts eating
1: Seeing what is the last to come down after just making sure that everything looks okay, Yep, hasn't rubbed off in sleep or anything like that No,
0: your disguise is intact and
4: You need some makeup tips <laughs> <laughs> disguise is
0: intact and as you all sit as you all see Folia sit down, you notice a bruise on his right cheek roughly hoof sized.
4: <laughs> can I see if I know what it is?
0: Yeah, you can make a situational awareness insight check. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um uh, where am I? I got a 19.
0: The 19, yeah. yeah. So, the hoof, off-oddly hoof size and shape of the bruise combined with the sheepish look on Folius' face tells you everything you need to know. He attempted to milk Cassie sometime this morning.
4: I will laugh uproariously.
0: Got a kick in the face, and so you laugh in amusement.
2: Yeah, Folius understands what's going on, just sort of, yeah. Laughs a little bit nervously, just rubbing the back of his head. <laughs> uh to be fair, we didn't exactly have cows where I came from, so you, you, you tried elk. It's not bad. You
4: gotta sweet talk the lady first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah She speaks the truth, says Garren. Sweet talking's what you need, and that cow you've got out there, a sweet little thing she is. Why, I gave her a bag of sugar, and purring like a kitten she was, let me do almost anything. Let me take her into the stable, harness her up for the night, all well and good. Uh,
4: so much. we just need some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at
0: that
2: point, Alex just looks and goes, How many of these weird coin sugar? things do you need to give me sugar?
0: Yeah. He just smiles, and he says, Well... I'll give you your first one for free, just so you know how to treat a fine animal like that. And he darts behind the bar and comes out a few minutes later holding a small bag of sugar. He says, don't use it all in one place. So you enjoy the hearty meal. You thank Garen for his fine cooking. And then as you climb out of your seats, you must decide where you would like to go seems all your investigations in town have been exhausted so you have two choices i personally
3: feel like our best option is the bandit camp and then if we still have the resources we can check out the sunless citadel
4: he yeah. said.
0: anyone else have other ideas
5: uh, Bandit camps closer, and these short legs don't like
0: taking more. That's entirely fair. Maybe yeah,
4: we should put you wait. on the cow. <laughs> I say,
2: wait, I thought dwarves were lethal at just short distances. <laughs> short, short distances. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, that one. So it's the elves that are better at long distances. I'm a sprinter,
5: not a marathon runner. <laughs>
0: So you step out into the bright, fresh morning and retrieve Cassie from the stables. I presume you'll be bringing her along.
1: Before we leave the town, Xenodermis is going to quickly just race to the blacksmith.
0: Yep. So Xenodermis, as everyone else gets their gear ready and gets... Cassie ready for the journey, rush up the trail towards Rurik's forge, just in time to see him emerge from his home, his arms laden in bars of metal that he's taking to the anvil. He sees you approaching and he says, Ah, adventurers still in town, are you? For
1: the moment, yes.
0: He says, Ah, well, follow me. And he leads you towards the anvil, kicks the door open and places the bars of metal down on the ground next to it. And then he turns to face you and he says, Oh, what can I do for you this early in the morning?
1: I just had a quick question. See, I have this friend who will be tagging along with us. And uh, they don't... Well, they're very good at the fighting side of things, but... If they were to get hit, I'd be afraid that something might happen to them. I was wondering if there was something you could do in order to help.
0: Rurik smiles and he rubs his long black beard and he says, All right, you bought the cow from Bartholomew.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, we did get the cow, but it's not the cow that I'm talking to about.
0: He raises an eyebrow and he says, And what would the measurements of your friend happen to be? Uh, don't
1: be alarmed. I'm going to bring them in. And then just sort of look around behind me and you just see Dias sliding his way in, slithering in.
0: The huge constrictor snake slides into that forge and Rurik just looks at him. And he looks at you and he says, he looks at you, surprise on his face, and he says, Ah, well, not going to lie, I thought you was trying to buy stuff for yourself.
1: No, I, I tend to try to stay back, whereas uh, D is, here, is uh it helps to protect me when things get a little too close.
0: He says, well, look, you might find it hard to believe, I don't really have a lot of stuff for snakes, but... If you let me take his measurements, perhaps I can have something made. Maybe like a sheath of chain or something you can slide around him.
1: That would be excellent. It needs to be uh, able to protect but also allow uh, Dias to still constrict as that is how, you know, he gets his food ready to eat.
0: I have just the thing, says Rurik, as he darts forwards and you raise a hand, commanding DS to remain still, as Rurik pulls out his tape measure, takes measurements of the snake, and then nods and says, all right, should be easy enough, we're looking about two days work, and I'm gonna have to ask you pay me in advance, I'm afraid. Pay <laughs> hey me <man>, up front. <laughs>
3: Better pay half and then the other half later.
1: Well, how much are you are looking for?
0: He says, hmm, let us say thirty gold. That should cover oh. labours and ma- that should cover labour and materials.
1: And in terms of materials, as he is a constrictor and does eat large things. Would this material be able to expand when he's eating a meal, or...?
0: Well, what I'm thinking, says Rurik, is mostly it'll be made out of cloth, but it might have a little bit of reinforced metal inside to give it some toughness, but not enough that it will stop his movement.
1: Well, that does sound, uh, that does sound quite useful.
0: He holds out his hand and says, so 30 gold and I'll get right to work.
1: I trust you, good fellow, and that you will give this your absolute all, and I trust you know your craft well enough to be able to sort this out. So, And then just pulls out the 30 gold and hands it over.
0: Why, thank you, good sir. Check in again in about two days. I should have it done. Assuming you come back from wherever you're lot heading to, he points out, he points up the trail leading into the town, and there you see the rest of your party moving down the trail towards the exit of town with Cassie the cow in tow.
1: Oh, you don't have to worry about us. We have a cow on our side now. <laughs>
0: And so you thank him, then you turn, run up the trail and join the others just as they pass the moss-covered headless statue and the wooden guard tower and out into the wilderness. Lovely, my cursor disappeared again. There we go, got it back. Hills partitioned into fields and pastures by fieldstone fences or hedges surround Oakhurst. A mile or so outside the town, the cultivated areas give way to unspoiled wilderness. Miles of hills, woods and grassland stretch on as far as the eye can see, filled with plentiful wildlife. So here we are on the overworld map. We did a hex crawl in the last campaign. It's much the same here, but the rules are slightly different. So you can move up to two hexes a day, that is 20 miles. Before you set out, you must choose someone to be the navigator. And As you move through each hex, the navigator will roll to determine whether you maintain your course or become lost. At the end of each day, You must stop camp where you are to rest and you'll get the benefits of a short rest every time you camp out in the wilderness. You may choose to have a long rest instead, though that will require you to camp for an entire day, not travelling. So, you'd like to head to the banter camp, I presume? Yep, Because it's closest.
2: Gee, like that I wonder who. Best. Best. I wonder who we're going to pick to navigate.
0: Yes, I already know who we're going to pick. <laughs> so well, go oh ahead, yeah. well, Folius, well, make, it's make it's a survival navigation fish. check.
2: Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you need to. do Let's <laughs> 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 go. Let's pick. Let's pick the uh, the the warlock with the negative one, or you could pick the one person who's actually spected for this exact purpose in life. Survive. So it's a survival navigation, correct? Stories. I say we trust
5: the cow. (laughs) Yes. Let the cow
3: be our guide.
4: (laughs) That's tempting. This cow cow is going
3: to survive the entire campaign. Oh yeah, we're gonna make
2: that. I just want to like i warning cows. you
5: guys now, if it comes down to saving one of you or the cow... <laughs> the, cow. the cow.
2: No, I understand. Cassie is an integral... Yeah, so
0: Ark is just riding, sitting on Cassie's mm-hmm. back as you make your way across <laughs> the countryside. Yep. And how did you do on that navigation check?
2: Well, I'd say 16 plus 9, because I have yeah. a bit of expertise in survival. Plus that, is, the, that, uh, that is
0: enough, so yep. you spend... The first six hours of the day, making your way across the rolling countryside. The journey is uneventful. The grass whistles with smooth tones as the wind blows through it. Folius, please make another navigation check.
2: Alrighty then. Okay, that's going to be a 24 this time.
0: 24? Lovely. And so you travel onwards another six hours through the. And I'm rolling for anime encounters, by the way, and they've both been oh, four, goodness. so you've been good.
2: <laughs> for now.
0: Just after high noon, you think you spot a rider on horseback galloping over some distant hills, but that's the only notable thing that happens for the rest of the day. And so as the sky above grows red and the sun begins to set, you pick a nice patch of grassland and begin to set up your camp for the night. Ark climbs off Cassie and you dig a a wooden fence post into the earth, tie Cassie up to it, and leave her near a patch of overgrown grass to to graze. And will you consume a ration or are you gonna send someone out to hunt or forage?
3: I'm happy to eat a ration.
0: Yeah, I'll eat a ration. Yep. So you consume a ration, enjoying a meagre enjoying a meal of dried bread, biscuit, and dehydrated meat around the campfire.
4: What's that more lambus spread?
0: And as the sun goes down and the sky gets dark, the stars come out. You bid each other good night and head to your tents. Would you like you to choose someone who will keep watch for the night? Oh, Okay.
2: Um, Who's got the best
5: perception?
2: All right. Cool, now I'm getting paid <laughs> for this
5: gig. 23 yeah. and Ranger. The
2: Ranger's doing it, <laughs> alright? Yeah, this is exactly what the Ranger was built for.
0: Mm-hmm. So, every oh. night we will roll to see if there's an encounter, and the way the encounter happens is if we roll higher than the Watchman's passive perception. Okay. I presume before you go, before you retire for the night, you take the time to get some basic security in place around your camp, a couple snares and alarms and the like.
1: Um, so, um, almost called him Xenhorn. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Xenodermis. I'm Zinhorn, Xeno.
1: Yeah, nice. is going to call upon his, uh, familiar Venom. Yep. To sort of be on one side, and this is going to be sort of, like, around him. Like, sort of just... Because they'll be able to have,
2: like, feel for tremors. Yes,
0: feel for tremors. So, this will add plus two to the Watchman's passive perception. Okay. So, what would...
2: From what I'm reading, what I'm reading is I need to... Roll a d20 to see if an encounter happens. If the number I roll is higher than my passive perception... Then then we we get the encounter. And with my normal passive is 15, so... Yep, so
0: plus 2 makes it 17, so go ahead and roll a d20.
2: All right, you've been trying to roll low on me all night, so please. That is a thirteen. So thirteen, you know, 13.
0: yeah. So Zinhorn's familiar and your security yeah, yeah, measures, yeah. And, Xenodermis. and oh Xenodermis. yeah, Xenodermis's familiar and your security measures, and Folius's vigilant elf eyes keep a good watch this night, and you are not accosted as you sleep in your tents. As the sun starts to come up, Folius. Would you like to make another attempt at milking, Cassie?
2: <sighs> with
4: some yeah, sugar right. this time, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally just go Yeah, literally go up to her and just go, Okay, I know we didn't get off on the best foot yesterday, but look, i give you some sugar and you try not to kick me in the face. Sound fair? Sounds fair.
0: She says, cautiously, tilting her head. Hold out yeah, the hold bag my- of sugar. Please make a... Please make an animal handling check with advantage.
2: Okay, uh, this is weird for both of us. This is not exactly something I normally work with. Uh, Does an 18 not get me kicked in the face? She
0: (laughs) buries her head in the sugar and begins lapping it up. While she's distracted, you take your chance. You lean down and start pulling on her udders, and you manage to fill an empty potion bottle with milk before she finishes the sugar and then looks Mm. at you mooing warningly, and you're forced to take a step back.
2: Hey, I I thought milking was good for cows. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Melora'd have another bloody bruise. Alright, well that's my breakfast sold.
0: Everyone else awakens, and you spend a few hours packing up the camping equipment, and then before you know it, you're back on the road, travelling onwards. Folius, please make a navigation check.
2: Alrighty, That is a soft 20.
0: Soft 20. Lovely. You maintain your course, and as you move into the hills and the area starts to become more heavily wooded, you notice that daffodils are beginning to flower here, and the sides of the trail you're following are marked with yellow daffodils adding some Um, much needed pretty flowers flowers adding some much needed color to the otherwise drab countryside can i pick one yeah sure go ahead
4: i'm gonna pick one and then i'm gonna (laughs) put it on the
0: cow you pick one and you slide it into cassie's collar and then as you make your way into the hills i'd like everyone to make a stealth check please and if you have a specialty in moving silently, you may add plus two. Mm-hmm. And well, what gonna about s-
4: in
5: hiding? <laughs> <laughs> is gonna work well,
1: guys?
0: well, hiding no. is where you sort of pick a spot and just stay there. So.
1: 17 for Xeno.
2: 21 for Folius. What was that about oh. staying there?
0: Sorry. So kitty said what about hiding and i said well hiding is sort of when you pick a spot and stay in it as opposed to moving ahead so yeah move silently 16. 16 yep
4: so i,
5: I have disadvantage to stealth, you do yes
3: yeah. so do i, I roll
4: <laughs> two d20s and take the lowest yep
3: yeah. i got a six
0: six <laughs> uh
5: so the first one is a nat 20 of course it is <laughs> of course it
2: is
0: uh, just draw another net swing and you're good. Nope, the other ones are ten. Ten. Well, luckily, terrible. three of you passed, so that is a group pass.
6: Uh-huh. Despite
0: despite Ogdolf and Gang's rattling armor.
6: Clank clank. Clank clank
0: clank. clank. <laughs> you manage to remain undetected as you move onwards and after traveling into the wooded area. You find a brush-choked dell a short distance from the trail. And here is a makeshift camp in front of a cave entrance. Four surly humans sharpen their blades around the campfire. Nearby is a wagon with a wooden cage atop it. Inside the cage, a black bear paws at the bars.
4: Is that a druid? <laughs> Get to bring up a map. <laughs> no, Sorry, crazy. Bearhorn.
0: Bearhorn. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor. You see that the four men are wearing similar garb to the bandits that attacked you yesterday. So you can safely assume that they too are bandits. This appears they, to be their insane. camp. There are bedrolls and tents scattered around in front of the cave entrance. So far, they have not. So far, they are unaware of your approach.
4: May use some uh, situational awareness here?
0: Yes, you can.
4: And assess the situation. Go ahead. All right, uh. Eight. Eight. I don't know what's going
0: on. So you see four men around the campfire, but there are tents and bedrolls for far more than that. As you're counting them up, the black bear in the cage roars and one of the bandits looks over his shoulder and shouts, SHAY YOU! DON'T MAKE ME STICK YOU AGAIN!
3: Bear. It already doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah. That's
5: not yeah. a druid we're adopting a bear next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if someone's good enough to get close enough and open that cage, I think we have a much easier time dealing with these guys.
4: Maybe a stealthy uh, snake.
0: Perhaps. Oof. Or a
5: stealthy ranger. Why or a, a stealthy
0: just bard.
2: Just immediately the damn ranger at it. Oh <laughs> yeah, the bard could do it. Oh, the snake oh, could get over
1: there easy enough, but I don't think the snake could open the cage. Open the oh, cage,
2: the yes. Can I do a perception check to try and see if that cage is locked or we'd have to get closer to do
4: that? You said it was wooden, yeah? Yeah,
0: it's a wooden cage.
4: Sure, a snake could open it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, if, he, if he snaps and, the bars.
4: Yeah. An eldritch blast
3: would burn through the
2: that
3: would
0: alert, them
3: would about
4: the... That would alert
0: the bandits, but on the, in the, yeah. on the other hand, the bear would be free to go on a rampage.
4: It would I have massive. mage hand. That's
0: true. So you yeah. could do it with mage hand, but you'd have to get a bit closer.
2: I'm just so happy that as a group, we've all come together and immediately go with the play. Out. Yeah, we gotta let this fucking bear get out.
4: <laughs> 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 um... What would I be? What would I We'd be, be probably doing stealthed. with I the mage hand? To get
0: well, you could probably, there. from where you are, you could see that the, the, the front of yeah, the front of the cage is just a door, and it looks like it's just got a latch. So if you could sneak closer, you could use your mage hand to just unlatch the door.
2: That is terrible planning on there from the bandits' part. That's all you've got for a, it's a fucking bear, man. I'll put a lock on it or something. Jesus. Sorry. I mean, uh, use a cage that's not wood. That also would make <laughs> sense. Hey, there's so much wrong with this plan, but awesome. Mm-hmm.
4: Alright. Um there is one major. quick
2: thing we go well, there's one quick thing we do have to make note of. Obviously, the downside of we let the bear out is well then there's a bear. Yeah.
0: But then you have to deal with a bear.
4: Well, that's where you come in.
0: Yeah, you can try to befriend it.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> welcome to being,
4: yeah, welcome to to being a g- ranger. <laughs> yeah, worst like goes the to worst. I
0: had
2: a freaking cow that like, kicked me 24 hours ago. It's like, yeah, sure, I'm 50-50 on animal checks right now. We're safe. Worst comes goes to worst. Comes comes to worse. Ark bed.
0: happens to know that bear pelts fetch quite a decent price.
2: Oh, or we get one big sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love All that.
4: right. All right. Well, first things <laughs> so first. Could... the
5: bear out first. I could go... We could like... make bear pelt armor for Cassie.
4: Like around.
0: Yeah. Well, you'd only need to make it to about these trees here. Then you'd be in range yeah. of your mage hands.
4: Okay. I want to try and sneak between the bushes.
0: Yep. So this I'll to, to use hiding on because you're hiding in the bushes. So add uh, plus yeah. two to your stealth check.
3: While she's <sighs> doing that, I'm getting my shield and my scimitar out.
0: Yeah, because you know that ready. once the bear's out, this is going to... i be along and, and ready my weapons as well. So, so yep.
2: Like, could I possibly go along with her and then use Mask of the Wild to hide myself as well? Yes, so in
0: that case, I'd like you to make a stealth check with advantage.
4: Uh, yeah, not 20. Not 20. Oh yeah, nat 20.
0: Nat 20.
4: Plus 5. 25.
2: Oh, pardon me. Uh, I got an 18.
0: Yep. So, you see
5: where the chick go? Yeah. <laughs> as,
0: as Ark and Folius creep ahead, disappearing into the bushes, you see- Rocks
3: to the west. I think they went that way.
0: <laughs> you see the two large mastiffs that are guarding the camp start to sniff the air, trying to detect intruders, and Ark. You are lucky you got a nat 20, because the Mastiff rolled a 21 on its perception.
6: Blushed.
0: Which it has advantage on, because it relies on hearing or smell.
6: Okay.
0: So... One of the Mastiffs sniffs the air and then turns in the direction of the bushes, and while... While, uh, Ark is safely hidden... The mastiff catches sight of Folia sneaking into the bushes and begins to bark. But the bandits all snatch up their weapons and run. Go, go,
2: go do the thing. Go do the thing now.
4: Uh, um, you, you could always run away from me and lead them away.
2: Yeah, I might bolt back to the others.
0: Yep. So you're going to run back to the others.
4: And while they're doing that, uh, yep. I want to mage hand that cage open.
0: So, <laughs> so Folius, you get about halfway across the field before you see the bandits with their weapons come running out of the camp shouting. And uh, you lean forwards and you see your mage hand float through the air. And as the bandits turn their attention towards Folius, it slips past them and carefully unlatches the latch on the wooden door. And the bear begins to lumber forwards. And we begin combat with the bear being free.
2: Hooray! Yay. So, ironically, if we wanted me to be an actual distraction, I could have done that so much better. But this is fine too!
0: <laughs> so let me... S- so the bandits have spotted you and they okay. will go first. except Uh, for me yeah Yeah. except for so bandit number one rushes forwards he raises his short bow and fires at folius and that is a nat one so the arrow just slams into the earth in front of folius bandit two runs up stands next to bandit one raises his short bow and fires at folius and that is a non-NAT 20 to hit. Yeah, Folius, so you bitch. take six points of piercing damage.
2: Oh, son of a bitch.
0: And then oh, bandits man. four and three. Move five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. They're just going to start charging across the field with their short swords drawn as the two dogs, as they... Let the dogs off their posts, and they start running towards you, barking. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh It is now Folius' turn.
2: Okay, well, first things first, Folius is going to take cover behind the well that he's standing next to, because that actually really hurt a lot. And Bandit 2 is the one that hit me, yeah? Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to take a shot at him, back at him. Go and ahead. The other guy, For the love of God, get ready. Uh, that is going to be a 20... 23 to hit.
0: Yep, that hits him.
2: Good. That display hurts like hell. That is... Oh, God, that's... That is four points of damage. Wow, that is... You
0: fire your arrow from behind, cover it, sails through the air, and hits the bandit in his ankle, and he just... He says, Oh, you'll pay for that, you bastard! I've already
2: got one on my shoulder. Give me a rest.
0: (laughs) It is Xenodermis' turn.
1: Uh... Gonna send Venom, the familiar, out to... start racing towards... Uh, the bandits with the crossbows yep. or the bows. Sort of like a one and two. And, like distract them away from their shots, and then going to send out a Ray of Frost to Bandit Number Three.
0: Yep. Go ahead. Roll to hit him. As you see, you're familiar slithering through the grass and the other two bandits turn their heads in that direction. Uh,
1: that is an 11 plus 6 for Rayfrost.
0: That is a hit.
1: And so that is a D8. Uh, so that is 4 points of cold damage.
0: Yep, and, and his movement is slowed. Movement is
1: slowed by 10 feet.
0: Yep. You see little shards of ice hanging off his armour. It is... And, then yep. go
1: and take cover behind the wagon.
0: Yep, as you rush to the nearby wagon, hide, crouch underneath it. It is the Mastiff's turn. Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. One of them runs right up to Ogdolf, gnashing its teeth. Yes! Also, I've
1: got, the, <laughs> I've got DS with me under the wagon. You do,
0: yes. That is a eighteen, so he hits Ogdolf for three points of piercing damage. And I need Ogdolf to make a strength save, please. To avoid being knocked prone. not again. So this is D20, right? <laughs> yep, D twenty plus your strength mod
5: it's an 11 plus 2
0: ah you made it you you know what's happening this time and you remember what the man in the tavern said dwarves are hard to knock down so hard they must be made out of stone and so you just so, stand firm after the dog
5: gravity. <laughs> can, hit me? can i use a reaction
0: yeah, if you want to if you if you want to use a reaction to hit him go ahead i
5: want to use wrath of storm as a reaction
0: ooh go ahead
5: oh. <laughs> Oh dear, so Lord. when a creature within five feet hits me with an attack, uh, I can use my reaction to make it do a Dex saving throw.
0: Yep. Which it is uh, going it takes
5: to. It 2d8 lightning or a thunder damage, my choice, on a failed saving throw.
0: It we got a run six, run so it failed. So go ahead, roll your damage.
2: Nice. Oh God, this is.
0: So hold on. I'm just gonna use
5: the computer this time because.
2: Poor dog's about to have a very bad day. Uh, really? Really? Uh, that's not bad. <laughs>
0: Six? Well, Mastiff has five HP, so that's fine. How does it die. <laughs> your, god, the, your god, the god of storms, chord, booms out. How dare you strike my servant? This manifests as a bolt of lightning that strikes the dog, charring it to a crisp <laughs> in front of you
2: something smells just like
0: barbecue. Just Folius just turns around, and goes, "Melora, <laughs> any help?" <laughs> Mastiff two <laughs> no, continuing no. to bark. <laughs> Runs towards Folius oh, and no leaps forwards for an attack, and that Maybe is do that, that is a non-natural twenty-two.
2: Ah, sweet Jesus! Folius,
0: you take four points of piercing damage and must oh. make a DC eleven strength save.
2: I am not in a good place right now. Okay. Strength save. Yep, no, I haven't beaten the crap, that's a ten.
0: That's a ten. The dog tackles you, sits on top of you, and (sighs) begins mauling you. It is gang's turn. Hello.
3: Hey, Hey. so the Mastiff is on top of Folius. Yep. Pretty much. Um, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to cast uh, Amor of Agathus on myself. Yep.
2: Uh, thanks. Which
3: is
4: okay, I got you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably it's just getting more. It's like, no, no, okay, no, I'm good, I'm good here. This is fine. It's just flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. Yep.
0: So the energy of your hex blade surges around you, coating you in eldritch armor.
3: Then going to run 30 feet forward in a way that does not get me attacked by the Mastiff.
0: Nope.
3: And I'm ready... As I'm running past Folius, I'll go, um, I'm sure the others will help you. And then I yell at the bandits, Come meet your god sooner than expected. And bang my shield with my scimitar.
0: Give it a good try, you pale-skinned git! One of them shouts. It is now Ark's turn. And arc you are Please. hidden, meaning you'll get advantage on any attacks you make.
4: Well, oh, I'm going to try and shoot that Mastiff in the back.
0: Yep, get advantage.
4: Actually, no, I'm close enough to stab it.
0: Yep, so you're just going to run up, sneak up behind it, get advantage on your Rapier attack.
4: Uh, so that's 2d20s. Uh, I'll take that 17, thank you. 17 plus yeah. 5.
0: Roll the damage. <laughs>
4: Um, that is six damage.
0: Six damage. You run your rapier through the back of its head and tip its dead form off Folius's chest.
4: And I will give my bardic inspiration to Folius.
0: Yeah, he sounds like he needs it. Thank you. It is... (laughs) The black bear's turn. You hear a crash as the bear bursts out of the cage, and the bandits all turn. And one of them goes, ooh, Who in blazes let that out? Oh, it's coming right for us!" <laughs> and, I the, wanna go. <laughs> and the bear roaring, charges to bandit number three, and makes two attacks first one with its bite is a 21, it hits and deals 5 points of damage, clamping its teeth into the bandit's arm, and then its at second attack with its claws, he dodges, but he still takes 9 points of damage. Bandit number 3 leaps back, raises his scimitar and attacks the bear. That is a hit on the bear, and he deals 4 points of slashing damage to the black bear it roars in pain bandit number four screams get up, get out of here you furry bastards and swings his scimitar at the raging bear as well and that is a nat 20 good thing got on the bear and not on you he deals 12 points of damage to the black bear spraying its blood across the grass Bandit number one runs towards Gang with his scimitar drawn, and that is a non nat 20 to hit. He deals two points of slashing damage, getting the lowest possible.
3: Okay, so he takes five cold damage? He does. And And I still have temporary hit points, so he's still going to get fired. As an Aldrich Tentacle
0: lashes out, striking him, and he screams in pain. Bandit number two runs up, raising his scimitar and going in for a strike, and that is a 10. So his scimitar just clatters off your shield. It is now Ogdolf's turn.
5: Mm. All right. Uh... I guess I will cast Toll the Dead on. Was it Bandit Number One that took damage?
0: From yep, one, two, and two. F- One, two, and three are all. hurt, Oh yeah, yeah. Two and three are both hurt. So yeah, you can oh, cast okay. it on two.
5: Uh, the bell so tolls. Better, he makes his
0: save. That is a thirteen on his save. Rude. He still takes half Uh, the damage, though, I believe.
5: I. No, I. Well, hold on.
2: I forget. Toll is dead.
0: Let me see. Toll.
2: What's your spell spell save DC? I believe it's
0: 13. Yeah, no. It it says
5: he has to make. He has to succeed in a wisdom throw. Uh,
0: Ah, yep. So he succeeds. The bell tolls. And he just looks around wondering where the noise is coming from.
2: How much damage did Folius take before? Um. Well, my max health is twelve. Just drop the one. That's where I'm sitting. We do have a healing potion, oh, oh, though, yeah. Folius. I know, but it's like the. Th- All right. Like so fight.
5: I'll I'll go ahead and use my bonus action. To Cast
0: healing word. Healing word, him, yeah. Yep. Go yeah, ahead.
5: Uh, I can do it. I can do it from range. So. Yeah, you
0: can. Yeah. So that's four plus. So one d four plus three.
5: D for what did I do with my D4? There it is, it was hiding. So that's a
0: three, so six total. Six total, not bad, not bad. Folius, it is your turn and you are prone.
2: Yep, well, obviously using half my movement to get popped back up. Yep. Alright, um... You know what, I'm gonna look at Gang, who's currently surrounded by two guys, then look down at the other two bandits and just go to Gang. You know, I'm pretty sure you've got this one. I'm going to shoot the other guys instead. Yep. <laughs> to help the bear out. And we'll fire at, uh, let's say, bandit number four, since he hasn't been hit yet. Yep. That seems rude. Uh, I'm guessing a 19s going to
0: hit him. 19 hits him.
4: Get your extra
0: d6. Oh, uh, uh, well, I... Well, you don't have to use it. You can save it for another attack. Uh,
2: uh, I, I, I might save that for... I, I don't know if I have to try and talk down a bear after
0: this fight. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. Uh, that's, 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 yeah, that's...
2: Uh, that's... nine. Points nine
0: points of... of nine points of damage. Your arrow hits him right in the chest and he gasps. Blood blossoming on his armor. But he is still up. It Ooh, is wow, now... High than what, what? Yeah, they are. It is now Xenodermis' turn.
1: Okay, so... Venom the Familiar is gonna just keep... Racing around trying to distract... The attention of Bandits 1 and 2. Yep. Um, whilst... I'm going to... Go with a... Cross... Go with the cross... Crossbow? Cross- <laughs> Uh, on Bandit 1. Yep. Which is a 19 plus 4 to hit.
0: That is a hit. Roll your damage.
1: eight 2 is 7 points of piercing.
0: Lovely. Bolt hits is him he, right above the knee.
1: Is he still up? He's still up. Uh, I'm going to send Diaz out. He's got out a to attack him.
0: Here. And then, yes.
1: Going to uh, constrict.
0: Yep, go ahead, roll to hit.
1: That is a 14.
0: 14, that hits, roll the damage.
1: Ooh, yeah. uh, the eight as well, that's good. That
0: is uh, 10 points of damage. So Dia slithers forwards and begins to wrap his huge body around the bandit. And you hear the bandit's screams turn into gasps for air, and then with a sickening crack, he just goes limp. It and is, is there
1: any movement left for Diaz,
0: I'll get him to move over to the tree? Yep, he slithers back into the bushes, and it is uh, now Gang's turn.
3: Okay, hey, gang, is going to turn to Folius and give him the thumbs up,
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then, yeah, try and hit Band 2 with his scimitar. Go ahead. Uh, that is a 19.
0: 19, that is a hit, roll your damage.
3: Oh,
0: fuck. Uh, four damage. Four damage? That's enough? You leap forward, stick the tip of your scimitar in his throat, and he gurgles as he goes down. It is Ahch's turn.
4: Uh, Me? Yes. Well, (laughs) uh, let's see. Five, ten. I think I can reach Bandit 3.
0: Yep. so you want to run up to him?
4: Yeah, can I, um...
0: Can the bear is not an ally at this point, so just be
4: careful. Is it possible to get here?
0: Yeah, you can get there.
4: Will that include, uh, will that count as flanking the bandit?
0: Um, yes, technically, because he's fighting the bear as well as you now.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, the bear's not an ally though, so just be Yeah, be careful. careful.
4: He will be after I save him.
2: <laughs> I mean, but yes, he doesn't know that.
4: Alright, uh, 7 plus 5.
0: That is a hit. Roll your damage. Oof.
2: Good god. Level 1. Low AC for peoples. Thank god.
4: That's 9!
0: 9, mm. you rush up behind him, stick your rapier through the back of his neck and he falls down and the bear just tears a chunk of his flesh out of his arm.
4: And I will give my bardic inspiration to, uh, Sir Dwarfman.
0: To Ogdolf, yep. It yeah. is well, banned at 4 well, in the well, bear's well, turn. Well. And mm-hmm. the- uh, yep. Last 10 minutes. Yeah, last 10 minutes. Oh, um,
2: okay. I
4: wasn't sure if it,
0: like, was a oh, I so I could have given it to the bear. Wait, no, the bear can't use So the bear just roars. Rargh! Its eyes its eyes glazed over with hunger, and it makes a bite attack against Uck. Ah, oh,
4: goddammit.
0: The... So that is an eight on the first. It misses, but then roaring, it stands up on two feet and swings its claws at Uck. And that is a 19, hitting her for 6 points of slashing damage.
4: Goddammit, I saved you! (laughs)
2: Yeah, but it doesn't know that because it's a bear.
0: (laughs) And then Bandit 4, seeing the bear distracted, uses his bonus action to disengage from the bear, and he runs up to Gang. Tries to hit him with his... He's bandit, but he has...
2: I was going to say, anyone can use disengage, it's
0: just... Well, he can, can do it as, it as it a bonus action.
3: Yeah, <laughs> rogues can use it as a bonus yeah. action. Normal people use
0: yeah. it as an action. So he rolls an 18, and he hits you for okay. 7 okay. points okay. of slashing damage. No, if he's
2: used his um, action to disengage... Yeah,
0: but he used a bonus then... action. He's still got his attack. Oh, so he's yeah. still technically a part
2: okay.
0: So he hits you no. for 7 no. points of slashing damage, getting max damage. Okay.
3: He takes 5 damage, because he used the last of my... Yep. So the
0: Aldrich tentacle reaches out, wraps around his neck, and chokes him to death.
4: Oh, you killed yourself. Yep. (laughs) You played yourself.
2: yourself.
0: It is now. It
4: reminds me of getting a corrosive shield in Borderlands.
0: (laughs) Yep. It is now (laughs) Ogdolf's turn.
2: talk this bear
4: down. Yep. you have anything to freeze a bear? <laughs>
2: or at least heal the bar that's now
0: within
2: <laughs> eating distance of a bear. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: Eric! Well, don't suppose yeah? he could talk the I'm bear. Here. Yep. Yeah. So it's your yeah, turn. Yeah. The bear is raging. You can try to kill the bear or if you'd rather let Folius handle it.
5: Uh, I mean, I can't reach the bard
3: with my... Yeah, no, he can't get to her to use
0: Cure Wounds.
3: Um... Use, uh, healing that has a healing word. I used it already.
0: Yeah. You oh, can I guess I could use
5: it again. I've only use... used...
3: That's true.
0: But remember your spell slots.
5: <laughs> yeah. I could use my last spell slot. She does have a potion. Throw a couple of extra HP her way. Mm-hmm. Does she go
2: before... She goes, the bear. Yeah, she goes before the bear. Yeah, that's how okay, she got okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's, that's how she can get herself out of this yeah. world. Well. It's
4: okay, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine.
2: <laughs> okay. So should I attack the bear, guys?
0: Do you trust uh, that Folius will be able to calm it down?
2: I have I have my bike inspiration,
0: so I'm in with a decent shot. <laughs>
2: I mean, you could you move could, and ready in action.
0: Yeah, you, you could move up and like ready yeah. your bow in case he fails and the bear goes to attack.
5: Okay, yeah, I'll move up and and.
0: Yep. Ready. Arrow on the string. As Foley it is, we go to Folius's turn, and Folius steps out from cover, stands okay. in front of, stands between the bear and gang. Yeah.
2: Do I have to get any closer, or is that no? Nope, that's okay. his minimum distance. Okay, of life. like. So yep. What do you do? Here comes our. Well, here comes our uh, reenactment of uh, that one scene from Jurassic World of trying to calm a bear. Just replace the Velociraptor with a friggin' bear. <laughs> and um, I mean, I could gesture to the, the bandit brother bear. Yep.
0: So, make an animal handling like check. Like if you have specialty... Down, even yep.
2: just, uh, I don't have specialty in the becoming thing. I yeah, mean, you don't have animal ed- have etiquette. Animal. But... If you want me to ride the bear, I could. But no, I'm just <laughs> trying to gesture until I get the tension bike gesturing towards, like, you know... The me, dead, dead, dead bandits. bandits. It's like, you know, you're hungry. Damn. All right, so plus five plus my bike inspiration. Eat okay, the I'm going to use... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna use the buttock inspiration, regardless of what I roll. Huh? Okay, so that's 14, 14,
0: 14, 14, 24, All up. So you step out, and you're just going, "Hey, hey, hey!" Getting the bear's attention, and then that's you gesture towards the dead bandits. There's even one in front of you that was just killed by gang spell, and you kick yeah. the body forwards. Sort of kick
2: that as well.
0: You kick no, the body yeah. forwards. It yeah, rolls a bit on. down the hill, and the bear just sits there, staring at it, silent. And then sticks his head in the air and grunts and lumbers over to the body, eyes you one more time, and then sinks his teeth into the flesh and begins to eat. Watch as he chews the flesh for several more seconds, ripping a chunk out of the man's neck, and then he eyes each of you one more time, and then he roars, And bounds away into the trees.
2: Uh, Be free, you beautiful big bastard! You. My God, you were supposed supposed to be our friend. Would you rather him eat us instead? Look, take what you can get, man. There are worse ways (laughs) to die. Preferable (laughs) not to die, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as this point Follis just looks over his shoulder at the uh, Cassie and go, Congratulations, you're harder to deal with than a bloody bear. Feel proud of yourself.
0: She just uh, she just sen- Yep. <laughs> no, got it. Go ahead. Say I was just gonna say she cocks her head and just goes Mmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh so,
1: well,
2: the
1: snakes, snakes have to do what snakes anything, do. Too. Yep,
0: so so DS opens his mouth and slowly begins to consume one of the dead bandits while the rest of you catch your breath.
1: going for the coin coin purses. Yeah,
0: coin purses as well. Unfortunately, none of them have coin purses this time, but if someone would like to do a quick investigate check, plus two if you have finding items as your specialty, you can quickly conduct a search of the camp.
4: I swore
5: someone
1: would take
0: to. I'm not proficient in it.
2: Not proficient in it? Is anyone?
0: (sighs) Is anyone proficient in investigate? I know the rogue is, but the rogue's not here. I
5: I I have the lowest intelligence. That's
0: alright. So go ahead, Bard. Just make a normal proficient investigation Mm -hmm. check. So you quickly search the camp, looking through the tents underneath the bedrolls, and you find a small wooden chest containing 80 gold pieces and a potion of healing.
4: I'm going to
0: take that potion of healing right now. Yeah, so go ahead, 2d, 4 plus 2.
4: (laughs)
2: Dividing the coin amongst everyone,
0: everyone gets 16 each. Yep. 16 gold each.
3: 16 I can gold pay any? off my shield. You can. Yay. Your so adventures you are control all... Control your you career as an
0: asked. adventurer is already oh, paying for itself. Mm. And...
2: That's... Yeah, so to be fair, he was on his
0: own when he was uh, talking about the shield. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I also, you know, I organised
3: the deal with him. I'll pay him when I get back. So, so as
0: you divide the money amongst yourselves, and Uck uncorks corks the potion of healing and Drinks the red liquid within. Suddenly, from the depths of the cave in front of you, you hear a terrifying rumbling, like the earth itself growling, and then the ground beneath you begins to shake. Wait, an earth tremor.
4: Situa- <laughs> situational uh, awareness.
2: <laughs> As she rolls that, I'm going to pull out my potion of healing and go, Yeah, don't know what that is, not waiting to find out. So you don't have one! Woo! <laughs> uh. uh front Wait, you have a potion healing? Everyone got I one? I used
0: yeah. it in the first. Yeah, he used his. Because <laughs> oh, I
3: got right. down to one health. It's
0: okay, there are more, well, not here, but. Yes. Yeah.
4: What was I doing?
0: Oh, uh, you were doing a situational. You were drinking your potion, first of all, 2d4 yeah. plus 2.
4: Yeah, I did that already. Yeah,
0: and then you wanted to do a situational awareness insight check.
4: That's right. Yeah. Which is the seven. Wait. The no.
0: Rumbling oh, comes boy. from deep within no, the cave sorry, I entrance. I
4: was doing the plus. Oh, wait. Oh, are yeah. 24. 24. I got a 20. oh <laughs> yep. So
0: the rumbling is coming from deep within the cavern, beyond the mouth of this cave, and the ground beneath you rumbles and twists and turns, and you just manage to remain on your feet as, ev-
4: right <laughs> as everyone else
0: topples over in the earth tremor. It lasts for only a matter of seconds and ends as suddenly as it started. And with that, we will end this week's session. With you reaching the mouth of the cave, experiencing an earth tremor, and wondering what awaits beyond in the darkness. I will grant each of you a point of inspiration. Please leave your HP and spell slots as they are, as next week we will continue on Exactly where we left off. And so the first We're going
4: episode. Yeah?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: where you venture into. Well, you don't have to venture into the cave, but now that you're here and you see that the bandits are camped in front of it, you may as well. Next week, the adventures truly begin as we enter the first dungeon and discover. Secret behind these bandits? Why they have been plaguing the okay. town of Oakhurst?
2: Oh, hold up! You say our adventure begins next week? I'm sorry, sir. We have a cow. The adventure has it's begun.
0: already begun. Yeah. Well, got a cow. Routed saying, some bandits.
5: Dungeon, but I'm I'm definitely sensing a journey into the woods after the bear.
0: <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps.
2: we we'll all go and yeah, okay. search for the bear.
0: I mean, the bear is heavily okay, well, wounded; should leave a blood I mean, trail behind.
2: Can, let's guess, you guys really go talk down a bear, you all be my guest. I did it. We didn't.
0: Not sure how happy it's gonna be when six people show up, uh, when five people show up after it was wounds. already caught and crammed in a cage.
2: What if I, cure
5: it, I help Oh yeah, friends. you might. Well, I that
0: it. might actually be something <laughs> you can do. Free it, that might actually Enjoy be something it, you, far you far can do and bring a bear along with you. Into the cave.
2: Yeah. Alright, well, join us next yeah. week as we hunt for a bear instead of whatever we're supposed to do because this is more important, damn it. Sorry, people, we've started a game of Pokemon. <laughs> yep,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> we've
4: purchased the Magikarp, and now we've found now. I, I, I do we're want gonna, to yeah, yeah. thank... There's already snakes in the party. We've now yeah. a already snakes and a cow,
0: beer, now beer, a bear.
5: And every animal we come across. But I do I want,
0: want to one thank one everyone for one. making this first session fantastic. I want to thank <laughs> your okay. noob cybot and Sticky Crab and Stoneheart89 for the follow. I want to thank Archangel K and Ivy for turning up. And yes, webcam, you can see my face. You can see me <laughs> right here um, for the first time. We'll be back tomorrow. our time for the next episode in our Vampire the Masquerade campaign, where we're beginning a new arc in that. It's not quite a new campaign, but it is a new story arc. So, be sure to join us tomorrow for more fun adventures. Until then, if you lock a bear up, don't put it in a flimsy wooden cage and make sure you feed it. (laughs)
3: Lest
0: it attack you.
3: And don't Poke it with pointy things. Yeah, don't poke the bear. This isn't frickin' rocket <laughs> science, kids.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.
3: Bye, Bye. Everyone.